welcome everybody to Papa Spice's Hot Takes with Hans and Harry. How is everybody out there in internet land doing today, tonight? We hope you are doing fantastic. Uh, Harry, how are you doing tonight, pal? You know, I'm doing good, Papa. Thanks so much for asking. Uh, got a problem because I, I don't have Oscar movies to catch up on. Um, there's not really any big movies out right now. There, there, I mean, listen, we all have our, our niche television program we're watching I'm, I'm watching top boy on netflix right now which uh is a favorite of mine but i'm running into the issue where it's like what movie do i watch how do i go about it because recently i've been it's been dictated by either what's been out or catching up on the uh oscars and uh watching those so i'm at i'm at a loss right now so i'm trying to trying to find my groove back you know in a way mm. i'm like stella it's <laughs> so it's interesting that you say that because i so i've been catching up on Oscar nominated movies of the past uh, and winners pre Star Wars pre Star Wars even yes uh, oh you my know, guy caught yeah caught uh, Gigi and last night I watched uh, the Poseidon Adventure and uh, wow. watched Ben Hur so yeah I've been catching some some pre Star Wars flicks but um even with that stuff going on which I'm I'm kind of losing momentum in now that Oscar season is over uh, it's like yeah what. What do I want to watch? I mean, there's plenty of content out there, but yeah. it's just kind of making that call and, and finding what's going to strike me, what current mood I'm in. So, well, yeah, listen, Morbius is coming out. Sonic the Hedgehog <laughs> 2. Like we got the cream of the crop right, right, uh, ready lined up. So, yeah, I was I was about to say, well, I don't know. Little little gem of a movie. Morbius is coming out in a couple of days. So Ooh. you can you can check that out. I uh, before I we will get, be, by the before way. we get to you, hands, I will say this is the first time. For any Marvel or Marvel adjacent movie, because this is, you know, technically yeah. made by Sony, that I actually read the spoilers for the, the post credit scenes. I'm not, yeah, I'm not a spoiler guy, but I'm like, <laughs> first of all, I don't know if I'm going to go see this movie, so I might as well read up on what's what's happening. And second of all, like, this movie is getting bombed in the reviews, so... I'm probably not going to be in for a ride anyway. So I want to know if I do go see it, what am I looking forward to seeing at the end? Like at least, you know, let me, let me get that out of the way. So, so yeah, I, I we'll see how Morbius turns out, but uh, it's, it's not looking good. Uh, Hans, how are you doing tonight, buddy? I'm good. Uh, you know, I like, I, I have a couple things that I'm watching right now. So mm. I, I don't know if you guys you tell. Ozark, Ozark is coming back. I've heard um, it's amazing. I haven't watched yeah. it though. I, I've I've preached it on this show a couple times. Uh, I I know the second half of season four comes out at the end of the month. So um, you know I have I've been you know for the past couple of years been bad at going to the movies and seeing new movies. Um, mm-hmm. I'm more of the I'm going to watch the same thing over and over crowd. <laughs> but um, no, I'm I'm excited actually. There's a lot of stuff that I feel like it's coming out for streaming. Um, even stuff I wanted to catch up on that I, I even though I know it's bad I like. I Tim had mentioned it yesterday, like Death on the Nile. I actually just want to watch that just to see if it's really as bad as people are saying. So I, I, I kind of do too. Yeah, I do. We're, we're in, I'm in that that post Oscars mode where it's just like, yeah, like I'll probably catch up on some of the Oscar movies that were just nominated, like Coda. Yeah. I really do want to see, and I'll, I'll go back with that. But um, yeah, now we're we're getting to like the early summer trash movies, <laughs> and um, yeah, uh, that this is this is my favorite time of year. Which is wild, too, because like the past, I'd say maybe like five years, maybe less. uh, It seems like the summer season has started early in like mid to late (laughs) April. 
but yeah. I there's like none of that this year. I mean, what yeah. Doctor Strange is out what like early May, I guess. May, yeah, May like May's first yeah. weekend of May. I was gonna say on Death of the Nile, um, love love you, mom. Um, she's a listener out there. Uh, she went and saw Death of the Nile, and she, uh, I mean, I may be letting out uh, info that she doesn't want heard public, but uh, she couldn't tell if it was CGI or not. Um, so I don't know if that's a credit to the movie or if my mom still needs to, to work on that good old eyesight. But uh, <laughs> I, I, I informed her, I said they most definitely did not film this in, uh, in, in Egypt or, you know, in Cairo or wherever they were exactly oh. for the Nile. Um, uh, so, yeah. Yeah. I just I've, I've heard that it's funny to awful. Me. So mm-hmm. I'll, I'll watch it. You know, that'll be like one of those things I have on in the background. So, yeah, and then please, um, please watch it and let me know. Moon Knight just got released today, which a very like weirdly Ugh. quiet release. Yeah. I haven't heard much buzz going on, but you know, as we're going to jump into it a little bit, there's a few other things that are have taken over the internet. The I past, uh, three days. Yes, I I have heard a little bit of buzz on Moon Knight, and it's all been positive. It isn't yeah, like that's all people, I've heard. Yeah, people aren't like going nuts for it, but from what and it's just the first episode, but like from what they've seen, it it sounds good. So I'm yeah. looking forward to watching it over the next couple of days. Cool. Can't wait. <laughs> uh, all right, so we are here because this is our Oscar Jam Fest. We're gonna, speaking of Oscar, yes, we are talking everything Oscar, Oscar the Grouch, Oscar De La Hoya, Isaac. all of it. There yeah, Oscar Isaac. Uh, no, none of those things. But the Oscar Oscars, the Academy Awards. Oscar yes, Meyer. how can I forget? It's the uh, just keep the, the, keep spinning the, any anything you can think of during the show. Just keep signing it. Yeah, all the Oscars. Um, but yeah, no, we're talking Academy Awards and specifically, uh, you know, the show and and also uh, some of our fave best pictures we'll get to towards the end of the show. But uh, there was a lot going on with this with this Academy Awards. Uh, I like definitely by far the most memorable to me um, mm. because of all of the stuff that happened uh, and. You know, that's not necessarily a good thing, but uh, I don't know. In some just, cases, yeah. I, I wrote on uh, a Facebook post that this was the most bizarre show, uh, Academy Awards show that I've seen. Uh, do you guys have any general thoughts before we dive into the awards? I don't I don't even like I feel like the past couple of years there's been some kind of event or something like it's it's always like I feel like they're trying to just like it's never a clean run show um, mm-hmm. ever since like the La La Land Moonlight thing and even like last year I remember and, I, and if it honestly seems like it was like two months ago but it was last year's where they switched the format around and they put the, the best picture at the end. Or no, best uh, best actor at the end yeah, with the assumption it was that be Chadwick. Yeah. they thought everyone thought it was going to be Chadwick, and 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 uh, it turned out to be Anthony Hopkins, which um, is not a bad thing. But I, a lot of people then were like, "What is this going? What's like, what the hell's happening? Like, why why are they changing it?" And they're like, "Oh, it, it's Chad, it, it's Chadwick." And then when I think like Anthony Hopkins' name was called, they're like, "Oh," and then you go back to like the whole Moonlight La La Land thing, and it's mm-hmm. just like. I, I don't know if they're like just trying to like one like unintentionally one up the previous year, but it's you know at, at, if it didn't peak this year, I don't I don't know exactly like what where it's going to go from here. I I honestly can't wait for next year to be honest. So, um, Howard, what are you? What about you? I mean, this is like your favorite time of year. It's like a holiday, you. Yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, I took off uh, work the next day um, to uh, be able to recuperate, and uh, I'm thankful I did. 
Um, I mean, I would say out of the three of us, I'm probably the one who focuses most on this. I, you know, I don't, I don't know how to describe it and what the appeal is to me. Just at some point it felt maybe when I was growing up that like the Oscars defined like what was good to go see when you went to, you know, target or Best Buy or, um, I'm trying to think of, uh, an FYE, um, and you went there and like you bought movies or you were looking for like a hidden gem or, and like, it would always stand out if it was like nominated for like eight Academy awards or one best actor at some point. And, and you try to use it as a barometer. And I feel as though the last, you know, and definitely in the last five, you know, whatever years you want to title it, um, the Oscars has struggled at, wanting to be popular with, you know, people in their teens and TikTok generation, but also be prestigious enough to be that standard of being like, Hey, we're defining what the movies of, you know, the year 2021 were. And this is, you know, this is our validation for that. So it's, um, it's something that I, that I, you know, watch with, with pain a lot of times and just not enjoying a lot of it, but this year especially felt very, um, disappointing on many different levels um, for many different reasons. And it was probably my least favorite uh, year in quite some time. And I, and I really struggled with it. And I hope that with everything going on, that there's a complete overhaul, but I'll get into some reasons why I don't think that'll happen, but I really feel like they need to, you know, change it. Cause you know, next year, I don't know if I'll be able to bully you guys into uh, talking about the Oscars and trying to see Oscar movies. So we will never um, not talk about the Oscars. Well, listen, come on. I'm, 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 gonna I'm the guy Batman in the meme. <laughs> I'm the guy in the meme, like behind you with like the gun pointing at your head being like, we will talk about the Oscars, Greg, Chris, watch one. <laughs> Just watch one movie. <laughs> Just watch one movie. It's all I care about. All right. Well, um, let's let's just dive in. Uh, let's get the, the awards and the results out of the way first, and then we can talk about yeah. the moments after that. So, <clears throat> Hare, why don't you take us through um, the big winners and, you know, some notable uh, stuff among the, the winners? Yeah, yeah. You know, we're going to try to, you know, originally when we were doing this episode, we were kind of like, hey, we'll talk about results and we'll kind of talk about the show in general and our thoughts and, you know, how we feel and then talk about our, you know, best uh, or fave three best pictures. And then uh, the night happened and all of a sudden our list grew longer. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll touch base on some results. Obviously, you can look all this stuff up online, but mm -hmm. we'll just give kind of our quick thoughts in it. Um the, the the biggest movie of the night, uh, winner-wise, uh, was Dune. Uh, won six Oscars, cinematography, editing, music uh, for score, sound, visual effects, um, and production design. So it's funny to me that all of these things, somebody is kind of the, the manager or the general manager or the CEO of when it comes to these decisions on who will be the cinematographer, who will be the editor, uh, who's going to conduct the score, um, who is he going to get for a sound guys? And that's Denny, our man, Denny. Mm -hmm. And uh, he was not even nominated for best director. So wild to me um, that this uh, won six Oscars, um, you know, a lot of the technical awards as uh, people like to call it, um, you know, the background stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously I think we, you know, we dedicated a whole episode to Dune. So check that out if you want to, if you, if you haven't heard us touch base on it. But, um, you know, just I mean, this obviously was not really too much as a surprise to me, but I mean, happy to see that Dune uh, led the way in the in the Oscar winners. What was your guys thoughts? I mean, happy about that. I mean, I know I think we were all pretty, pretty set on Dune. I think, Chris, was it your favorite movie of the year uh, in our end yeah. of year list? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it was. Um, I, I honestly am surprised that it won that many. Now, I'm not saying like 
uh, yeah, I surprised like with the whole technical awards, like some of them I even forget really do exist with some of the technical awards. So I'm glad it won yeah. them. Um, I'm the one thing out of the one and one. I'm glad it won was cinematography because I think it's probably one yeah. of the best looking movies that I've I've, I've really yeah. like ever and seen. The cinematographer Greg, I think Frazier, he uh, yeah. he did Batman. So he did Batman. I mean, he another, did um, another one of the one. biggest movies. Yeah, I know. And like, and I, I, with all of that being said, and and I, you know, Dune being nominated Best Picture, like I'm not taking anything away from Jane Campion. I did. This was Denise category to lose like he honestly like should have been nominated and i think he should have won um that being said i didn't see all the movies so i that i'm only going that on like a blind judgment I, of what i, I saw think you're i think you're safe you're good you're but he, he at least you're good. he at least should have got it should have got a nomination and it it, it kind of like i don't know what he did to like if he pissed someone off or like or a group of people but from what i've heard like everyone thanked him and and everyone like yeah. He's he's the ringleader with it. And it just I don't know. I, I'm glad it won that many awards. I would have just I, I knew it probably was gonna win Best Picture. I really just wanted Denis to have that one. Like I I, I wanted it to win seven yeah. Oscars, but uh, you know hey, luckily Dune 2. Here we come, baby. Back, Dude, back Dune to 2 the is desert. gonna clean everything up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's wishful thinking. I mean, I don't think it'll be bad at all far from it Quote i just me. i think bookmark this episode yeah <laughs> um so as far as my thoughts go on it number one i do think he should have been nominated and it was uh a bit of a travesty that he was uh left off uh look uh, you know if we had to take one or two people from the list of best director nominees to to put denny uh in um I mean, honestly, I I didn't hear a lot of good stuff about Licorice Pizza, and I'm a huge PTA fan. That yeah. was one of the the few films, uh, Best Picture nominees that I didn't see, but like, it wasn't really well praised from from the people that I know that had seen it. Um, at least not to the same level that some of PTA's other stuff has been. So, I mean, I don't I don't know, but maybe that could have been a spot for uh, Denis and uh, likewise with West Side Story. I mean, I just again, my personal opinion, I that's another one that I haven't seen yet uh, of of the three films, best pictures that I haven't seen. Belfast, West Side Story, Liquor's Pizza and uh, West Side Story. I mean, you know, it looked okay, but it didn't look up to Spielberg level. So yeah. I think Denis easily could have slid into either one of those spots. Uh, I don't know that he would have or should have won for for Dune. I think I'm pretty comfortable with Jane Campion winning uh, for Power of the Dog. But, uh, you know, to your point, Harris, like you said, he is the guy that wrangles all of this stuff and pulls it together to make, you know, an amazing film. And he did that. So I don't know. I don't know where I'm going yeah. with that, but he definitely deserves to be in, in contention at least. Yeah. I mean, there's not even have your name in the hat, not even to be able to be in the final five. I think you could have made a case for Kenneth Branagh with Belfast as well from, mm -hmm. from things that I've read and heard. I mean, again, I don't think any of us here saw bed of Belfast. Sorry, mm -hmm. Kenneth. Uh, but you know, maybe we'll check out death in the Nile instead. And uh, <laughs> we'll just be in denial about seeing Belfast. So. Uh. Um, hey, you're gonna have a dad joke. You're not even a dad joke. Come on. <laughs> I know, man. That's more of a dad joke. on our thunder. Joke. Yeah. No, I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh. I had to do it. Um, all right. So one of the next big winners is Coda. 
Um, Coda won all three of its nominations that it was nominated for uh, adapted screenplay uh, supporting actor, um, which went to uh, Troy, Troy Kotzer, um, who was fantastic in the movie, uh, my opinion and best picture. Um, so this was kind of a surprise. I think if you, I mean, I think of the day of the Oscars, if you want to talk about betting market and where the safe bet was, I think it was Coda. But for the majority leading up to it, I think people had circled Power of the Dog and, um, you know, we'll get to Power of the Dog in a second. But um, another weird one where a movie wins three of its awards, screenplay, supporting actor and best picture and their director. Um, I think it's a uh, CN heater uh, was not uh, nominated. So another Sean, weird Sean aspect Heater. of that. Sean Yeeter. Sorry. Yeah. My apologies. Thanks, um, Greg, for the correction there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, just, um, you know, as far as I guess we could talk a little bit about kind of best picture here, because um, that's kind of the major award. Um, Troy Kotzer was always going to win uh, supporting actor. Screenplay was, I think, a bit of surprise. Screenplays were really tough this year to determine, in my opinion. Um, you know how I would have leaned at least. um you know, for, for adapted, I probably would want to drive my car, but that's just me. Um, but you know, Coda for me, I, I, I guess I'm, it wasn't like, it didn't tickle me or I guess have the impact for me that it had for others. And like, I think of a movie just this year, like King Richard and like that, I feel like is a pretty generic sports story. And that kind of hit me a little bit more than Coda did with the way Coda, I feel I don't want to say manipulate, but kind of carries you through the the repetitions of a family drama. Um, I think of a movie like The Artist as well, where that film was not really loved by a lot of people after. But like at the time, everybody seemed to love it and enjoy it and left with a smile on their face and really had a good time. So and I was a fan of The Artist, but I know a lot of people aren't which is fine. And that's how I kind of feel like with Coda. I feel like Coda could be some people's cup of tea, but at the same time, I could see people who are just like, it was fine. Um, you know, as I always like to say, so um, I know uh, Chris, you mentioned didn't see Coda. Greg, did you end up catching Coda? I, I did. Watched it. Yeah. yeah. So I, I watched thoughts? it, I think like a week after release and I really liked it. I, you know, I gave it four out of five stars and um, nice. I felt uh, Troy Kotzer definitely deserved to win supporting actor. Um, as far as best picture goes and best adapted screenplay, um, man, those are tough. Uh, it's so weird because Power of the Dog, I feel like, is a better film, but I enjoyed Coda more. Right. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, so, you know, I was happy that Coda won these awards, but just looking at, I guess, maybe the the strength of the actors. I, I mean, again, Troy Kotzer absolutely, absolutely deserved to win best supporting. But uh, as far as like the leads, um, you know, Benedict Cumberbatch uh, was just outstanding in power of the dog. All, all of the leads were in uh, power yeah. of the dog. And uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just, I, I thought that would have been the front runner. It's kind of weird because yeah, Coda, it's not overly sappy, but I get what you're saying where it, where it hits you emotionally. And it, you know, it, it, I don't know. I feel like schmaltzy might be too, too strong of a word for it, but like, it's again, you know, from a precision, like powerhouse technical uh, performance and just artistry and everything. I don't know that it was quite there to win best picture. I don't know. That's my thoughts on it. Yeah, I think I think sometimes the best picture and I mean, we've seen it in the past um, where it's like it just ends like happily, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And it ends on a positive note. And I think sometimes just walking out of the theater and feeling 
like you're, you know, kind of on, I don't want to say cloud nine, but like you're feeling really good at it coming out of it. And it's easy to be like, that was, you know, a favorite movie of mine this year. And, you know, they never released results for Oscars. So it's, it's tough to say like where, like, was this everybody's like highest number two rated movie? And that's what put it up there. You know what I mean? So um, for it, but hands thoughts on Coda, does this make you want to check it out when you see things win best picture? Um, I really you know, do because yeah. this is right up my alley in terms of like, you know, I like feel good. I movies. feel like it is. Yeah. So um, now I, I, what I do think is cool about it is um, Troy Kotzer winning. Uh, you know, he is the second deaf yep. actor to win. And the only other deaf actress, uh, deaf performer before was Marley Matten, who's all Matlin, who's also in this movie. So yeah, I think that that's pretty cool. Um, I mean, that was in what, that was the eighties almost, that was like 26 years ago or something. So I think that um, I think that's really cool. I loved his speech. I, I did see his speech that he gave. Um, I thought that was really cool. Um, and I this is definitely like right up my alley. And, and I have Apple TV, so I don't really have an excuse for not watching it yet. But um, I, I do plan on on checking this out. So to yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. oh, I'm sorry. Go, go ahead. ahead. No, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, so I was just going to say two things to add on to that. Number one. You're right. I forgot to mention Troy's speech, which was phenomenal. And that one actually got me a little teary eyed. I was uh, was the best moment of the night for sure. Yeah, for sure. Uh, So I really enjoyed that. And I am a huge uh, Eugenio Derbez stan and he's in the movie. So uh, very happy that, you know, he got to celebrate with best picture. What was the uh, what was the movie that came out when we worked at theaters that absolutely destroyed? Was it instructions um, not included? Instructions not included. That Mm -hmm. was. I remember that came out and everything like hit the fan where it's like, we're not prepared for this movie. Um, oh yeah. It got moved to the biggest houses. Um, that was uh that was definitely a, a crowd pleaser and a fan favorite. Was that like, after I left? Stuff. I maybe right around when you did, I, oh, I would yeah. take a look at it and see for timeline purposes, but I think it was okay. just shortly after, but um, yeah. So, I mean, check out code if you haven't seen it. I mean, I, you know, I, I think, you know, mine, Greg, us, you know, we kind of lean a little bit like maybe could have given it to something else, but hey, it's it's a positive movie. And, you know, I think it's good for the family, too. Like if, if you mm-hmm. have a significant other who is a huge movie watcher, I think they would enjoy it. Or, you know, I don't want to say it's super kid friendly, but um, I guess if you got a teenager at home, maybe maybe check it out with them. Um, so we talked a little bit about Power of the Dog. Jane Campion won for directing. Um, no other wins for Power of the Dog. Now, this kind of happens sometimes, I think, with like I could have, you know, I wouldn't have been surprised if Power of the Dog and Dune had shared some categories here in some of the production, because I think, you know, one of the things about Power of the Dog is that it's, it's a beautifully shot movie. Um, it's well directed. I think it's I'm not going to make an argument not to, you know, go with Jane, especially since our guy Denny wasn't even in the ring um for it so um did uh did you guys check out power of the dog um otherwise we can move on to screenplay hands did you get a chance i saw i and because i not because of lack of interest i fell asleep no you're good um so i made it about like halfway through and then (laughs) Um, and then hit the it's a long movie it's a long movie but i have but but again again i'm praising dune and the Batman. Yeah. So like length of movie doesn't bother, but I remember yeah. putting it on at maybe at like it's a slow 9, burn. 9 30 at night. And I'm like, mm, oh man. That's a tough and as time it, like, for that I, one. I like woke up and like the Netflix or the Netflix thing is like like yeah. shows up like are you Screen still watching? Saver. I'm like, Yeah. How like it's like three o'clock in the morning. Like, yeah. <laughs> so um yeah, I did not right. say I I but from what I saw of it, I I, I love Benedict Cumberbatch. I, I feel like he's gonna be one of those actors that like that does no wrong and like really picks out like really like challenging roles for him, like doing English accents. 
So um, yeah. that's good. I, he nailed that part. So that's all I got. Yeah. No, absolutely. Uh, for me, um, this came down to either Jane Campion or Ryusuke Hamaguchi. And um, I think uh, I don't think either of them completely nailed their respective movies. The 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 one sore point for me uh, with Power of the Dog was the score. I'm a big score guy and it just mm. it didn't really fit. I don't know. I don't know what it was. It didn't like jive with the movie. Um, yeah. I enjoyed and- it, actually. But yeah. And it just didn't give me that like Western home on the range feel, you know, Mm. I I don't know. Yeah, it's just tough to describe Uh, for Ryusuke Hamaguchi. I think um, maybe the editing of the movie and the the overall time uh, run length. I think that was the thing that impaired him. It just um, it was uneven in that it had these long slow periods where not much seems to happen punctuated by these peaks of like high drama and an emotional interest so yeah i don't know like both of them i thought did tremendous jobs but it was just um i i really could have seen this going either way and and they weren't both without their flaws but uh i don't know maybe i think maybe the power of the performances she got out of the actors combined with um uh, the beauty of the landscapes and, and the, the pictures that she was able to catch her or catch yeah. are probably what put uh, Jane over the edge on this one. Can you, yeah. can you explain to me uh, either of you guys, maybe Harry, you know um, why it was such a big deal that she won was, was she only the second female director to win or. So I think she was the third or fourth, okay. but it was her second Oscar win. She won for screenplay for the dress, I believe. Okay. In the 90s, I want to say it was. Um, so I think she's the first woman to ever win two Oscars. Um, okay. But as far as like directing, I think she's either the third or the fourth uh, off the top of my head. Well, um, yeah, because I'm trying to think because I think Catherine Bigelow won. Right. She was the yeah, only and, one um, I can remember. Chloe Zhao. 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 Yeah. For, Zhao, for yeah. last year for uh, Nomadland. So I think oh, she's the third. Derp. That's right. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So back-to-back women directors, which we love to see, uh, women are better than men, and yes. uh, I think we can all agree about that. And Greg and says I, humbly on his breath. I was happy <laughs> that uh, Jane Campion did not uh, put her foot in her mouth like she did at the other award show. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, listen, yeah, somebody, somebody, I, somebody else did that. So right, I I thought that she was gonna put like honestly like say something about like Sam Elliott in the speech, <laughs> like in, in speech, but then she like. She seems like a very like odd person because like she even commented on like Kevin Costner's t- twenty minute intro, and that like, was, was weird though. That. that was weird. But she, oh, no, I I when we get to some of the moments, I I, I hope that I'll, I'll bring that up because it was very odd. But she even like made a comment. She like said something to Kevin Costner like I, I don't know exactly what it was. That but was, it was something really like along the lines I think of she like said, yeah yeah. She's like that was a very dramatic speech and it was like ten minutes long. <laughs> it did not need to be that long you know what there was so much stuff that happened i actually forgot to add that to the list but yes when we get to moments i need you to take that because that absolutely deserves yeah. to be on there i wish i could tell you what he was talking about but yeah we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll we'll i was a, a boy i went to go see yeah. an adult movie well, yeah, and that, it was actually <laughs> it was actually a western called one once upon a time in the west said yeah. with zero humor or yeah. knowledge whatsoever yeah well we'll talk about right. it once we get the moments because there's yes. like there's one part in that speech where i'm just like what yeah <laughs> head back to yellow head back to yellowstone <laughs> yeah uh all right let's move on with the uh awards yeah. here 
so we'll go through these last four um, just because I feel as though a couple of them were kind of, well, three of them were, were kind of set in stone um, before we even got to Oscar night. Uh, original screenplay, as we've touched on Belfast. Um, I don't know if it's just my Kenneth Brana bias, but I had no desire to see Belfast. Um, but, you know, for those, for those Brana truthers out there who really enjoy Belfast, I'm happy you had your moment uh, that night. Um, actress in a leading role, Jessica Chastain won for the eyes of Tammy Faye. Um, it also won makeup and hairstyling. Um, so Tammy Faye of its two awards swept the night. Um, so congrats to that movie, uh, a movie that I'm not sure. Yeah. A a movie that has a lot of Judy vibes to me, um, in regards to, uh, like everybody was like, this movie's fine. Um, but Jessica Chastain won. not taking any away, anything away from Jessica Chastain, who I think is a wonderful actress, uh, just felt felt like a weird movie to reward. Um, supporting actress went to uh, Ariana DeBose um, for West Side Story. She gave a pretty great speech as well, I thought. Yeah. Um, was probably the best thing in the movie. Really stands out. Hopefully we get to see more things from her in the future. And uh, best actor went to Will Smith for uh, King Richard, um, which uh, sadly was not his, uh, I guess, pinnacle of the night. I guess it was the pinnacle of his night in as far as his career, but uh kind of something happened uh, before that. So um, do you guys have anything you want to touch base on for those four? I mean, I, I thought Will Smith deserved it for King Richard. I, I was saying it earlier on some of our other pods when we would touch base on Oscar stuff. Um, but yeah, any, uh, any thoughts, Greg, on, uh, on these or anything that we didn't touch base on? Um, yeah, just, just a few quick thoughts. Uh, as far as actress in a uh, leading role, um, I did not see The Eyes of Tammy Faye yet. Uh, I do have it in the list to watch. But uh, even though I didn't like being the Ricardos, I thought um, uh, Nicole Kidman, who I am not a fan of, did a really, <laughs> really good job with uh, becoming Lucille Ball. Um, it wasn't necessarily the light that I would like to see Lucille Ball portrayed in, but uh, she she did inhabit that person, that character, and uh, I thought she was kind of robbed there. Right. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, I'll I'll agree with you on uh, best actor as well. I think um, I think Will Smith uh, earned it with King Richard for sure. Um, you know, we can talk about the speech and and some of that other stuff in a bit, but uh, um, yeah. Those are my thoughts, Hans. Um, I didn't see Eyes of Tammy Faye either. Um, I that was a little in bit line. on my radar because, <laughs> um, yeah, because I, I I know Andrew Garfield was in it, and I you know I'm a big fan of his. I like to see you know support support Spider Man. He didn't get a Spider Man three, so he needs all the love he can get. Um, no, I I'm, I'm but I'm a huge Jessica Chastain fan too. Like I I think she's never really like gave like given a bad performance. So is this her first Oscar or second? You must not have seen X-Men Dark Phoenix. It is. <laughs> it is her first oh, Oscar. Well, there you yeah. go. I've yeah. not seen Dark, X-Men Dark <laughs> Phoenix. Um, but I'm, I'm happy for her. Um, I think she's very talented. And she's still, she's like very young um, compared. Like she has a, like a long, long, like good career ahead of her. Um, you know, I didn't see Belfast. I, and if we're, if we're going to be honest, I probably won't. Um, like you said, how good were the the, the Brano crowd? Um, <laughs> Thor was Thor yeah. was okay, so um, that's all stuff. I got on him. Release the Brano um, cut. <laughs> <laughs> um, supporting actress Ariana DeBose. I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. You're good. Um, I I did not see West Side Story. Um, I've heard she's fantastic in it. 
Um, she gave a really good um, speech, just like Troy Kotzer. Yeah. Um, so that was, um, you know, good for her. And uh, best actor, Will Smith, uh, did not see King Richard. Good for him. He's got a long, well thought out career. And he's just made some of the best choices that he could do in his career. So <laughs> I'm glad that he, he landed it with, uh, with King Richard after 30 years. <laughs> we'll get yeah. to some of those decisions <laughs> so yeah no i but i i honestly like i and when we jump into a little bit of that like his speech um you know i don't want to touch on that now because mm. i feel like that belongs in some of the oscar moments like, yeah yeah we'll, it, we'll touch on the speech well, when we get to yeah, that we're, yeah yeah but yeah i was um, i was just gonna finish up with saying um for uh, greg it's funny you mentioned actress at a leading role i think that was the most open um spot of the night as far as uh what what could have happened i think you know people wouldn't have been surprised if um you know if anybody else had taken uh best actress whether it been olivia coleman uh, penelope cruz nicole kimmon kristen stewart who was a front runner early on in the season mm. um so yeah so i would have been completely yeah. okay with olivia coleman not only because that's the only movie that i've seen with all those people with all the actresses but i think she's a, like as much as i did not like the lost daughter i i actually like very much disliked it I thought she was phenomenal in it. Oh, yeah. So I team yeah. Olivia all yeah, day. I, she's great. Hmm. That's only other, only other thing I was going to mention um, for me, uh, animated short film, uh, the windshield wiper, which one uh, that's on YouTube. If you uh, look it up um, really, really cool animation style. And um, you know, it's a, it's, it's a, I don't want to say it's an odd short, but uh, worth checking out. If you have it, did you guys have anything else that you guys wanted to, uh, recommend to the to the audience out there from uh any award winners yeah we'll touch on animation in a bit but uh because there's some controversy with that too but animated mm. feature um i look Encanto was really good sure but the mitchells versus the machines was fantastic um it really just like spider-man into the spider-verse it it pushes the conventions of the genre it has humor and uh just acceptance of who you are and like all these great things it's definitely it's an all ages movie like it's entertaining for everyone it, it doesn't mean that all ages doesn't mean it's made specifically for kids it's it's just it's entertaining for everybody and uh i thought it was really robbed um now look i know the academy is its own body and everything but <laughs> i i saw a tweet about how kind of gross it was that hey look this is the Oscars are airing on ABC. Three of the best animated features are Disney. They're showing commercials yeah. for some of these. I mean, it's like, you know, does that play a part in it? Who knows? But either way, I'm, I'm sure they could have found better. Like, I, I don't know. I like Raya was good. I really I liked Raya better than I thought. But did it deserve to be in that best animated feature? Nah. Um, Encanto really good but i i don't know so that's just my take i think mitchell's versus the machines was robbed i don't know hands you got any uh I, hot takes on anything i would have went luca um i i i absolutely love luca yeah um encanto i just i'm not on on the encanto train as much as other people are like i enjoyed it but i i you know i'm glad that it won sure i i, I heard mitchell's versus machines is phenomenal um, which it's I do great. want to check out. I heard it's great. And I love Chris Miller and Phil Lord. They're 
geniuses. Mm. Um, so I, I will check that out. But I mean, it's usually animated feature is nine times out of 10. If there's a Disney or Pixar movie that's nominated, it's just almost a surefire like win. Mm-hmm. But that's how I just look at it any day with the animated one. Yeah, I think, I mean, and we'll touch based on it shortly with animation. I think sometimes animation can fall prey to like just which ones did you see? And some like that's kind of the whole problem sometimes with the Oscars is like how available is this and have you seen it? And a lot of times I think, you know, if this is score based, I could definitely see Encanto being high, if not first on some people's list, definitely second, you know, third. I, I, I'd be, I have a hard time seeing people put it past fourth or fifth, um, in my opinion. Um, but I would even say a film, uh, Noah just mentioned an animated short. Uh, there's another animated short on Netflix called Robin Robin, uh, which is about 20 minutes long, which I thought you could say is a better animated feature than, and maybe I'm going being a little bit too crazy here, but it's better than Luca and Encanto. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I just, I thought it was a pure joy and you tell your story in 30, 30 minutes and, and you're in and you're out. And it's, uh, it was really, really sweet and nice. My so. kind of movie um you know check that out on netflix as well you know what now that we're talking about shorts both animated and live action i wish uh, like i i like that they show them in in theaters uh yeah. but obviously you know me not being able to get to theaters that often i really wish they would end up in as like a collection in on a streaming platform uh because i mm. would love to check out the animated shorts and the the live action shorts. And I never get a chance to, because I just, I can't make it to the theater and they're like nowhere else to be found. Yeah. So might've been a disservice by me because I think three of the animated shorts that were nominated were available. I know one of the docs, one of the doc shorts was available on Netflix, Hmm. if not two of them. Um, And then I think some of the live action shorts, like sometimes you got to go through weird places on the internet, like whether it be like Vimeo or, you know, I guess YouTube isn't weird. But you just have to jump through some hoops. But um, I'll have to do a better job of keeping. Wasn't like the one flea on neon or something, which is a streaming service. Yeah, it's a full length feature, though. Uh, I'm sorry. Okay, I'm just saying in in terms of availability. Right. Yeah. The the interesting thing about flea was, and we didn't touch base on it, was it was nominated for documentary feature, um, international feature, and animated feature. So kind of history made there with that movie, which um, is is getting all the praises from neon, but. uh, Worth checking out as well. So mm. if you haven't seen it. Okay. Hands, any other thoughts on any of the awards? No, I don't think so. I think we did did pretty well. I mean, I, I'm I'm just excited to jump into the uh the meat and potatoes of the show, the moments. <laughs> Jeez, the Louise. moments. All right. So yeah, let's let's talk about some of those moments. So I guess the first thing, because it was what started the show off, would be the musical performances. Um first of all it was a little confusing to me because they had i i i could be wrong i don't think they had all of the songs played live right uh that is correct they were missing uh the belfast uh one with uh down to joy uh by van morrison i believe who so there was that and then some of them just took and i'm looking at you beyonce i am uh, some of them took a little too long in a in a an era where you know the Oscars is constantly trying to tone down its length and uh, and runtime and Beyonce's performance. Look, she's talented. I like her music. I you know I'll sing her praises, but I think the whole thing was unnecessary. Like they they do this drone shot 
into Compton and uh, and then she's uh, on a tennis court and they have it's all covered in neon yellow like tennis balls and everybody's doing their thing. Oh, and they march down the street to get to the tennis court, too. Um, I mean, look, just put her up on the Oscar stage and, and let her do her thing and she will shine just as much. You don't need all this extra production value or whatever. Like what, what is the point of it? It just, it wastes more time. And then you're taking away from what the night is really about with the people that are being nominated. Um, I mean, I know she was nominated as well, but I, you know, in terms of giving out awards and uh, you know, they, they cut a bunch of technical stuff. So uh, yeah, I don't know. The, oh, and uh, the other thing I wanted to touch base on too, was the, um, the performance of, uh, we don't talk about Bruno, which is interesting in and of itself because that was not a song that was nominated. Um, but also, I didn't mind them adding uh, the super talented Megan the Stallion. Uh, I thought she was a cool addition to it. What I didn't like was all of the, uh, I guess, the, the post, we don't talk about Bruno additions to the song where it's like, oh, we're at the Oscars. Look how great it is. It's the Academy Award, blah, blah, blah. Like they're singing about this. They tacked it on as like a yeah. second verse to the song or whatever. And it just kind of became cheesy to me. I don't know. So musical performances were a little whack for me uh, this evening. Um, Hands, what are your thoughts? Any any thoughts on these? No, I, I agree with you. Like when the whole shortening the showdown is one, one of the reasons that they took out like some of those technical awards of why they weren't given out at the actual show because they want to shorten it up. But then you have like some of the number, like you said, Beyonce's number went a little too long and it just like was a lot of like a lot of fluff. Mm-hmm. And like, if you want to shorten it up, like just take that stuff out and give the award people like the award winners back their time, like for, for all that stuff, like Dune one, like I want to hear them speeches like on TV. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I know. I don't remember like if they did it last year, if they opened it with like musical numbers and everything, I just feel like it's like, I would rather have like, I'm, I'm more of a comedian kind of style of like opening joke monologues, like Ricky Gervais at like the golden globes. Like that's my style. It's quick. It's like eight, nine minutes. I feel like when you do musical numbers, you're just like, it's just my, my attention span just loses it a little bit. Um, but the um, Encanto that we don't talk about Bruno, I don't really have too much to say about it. Like I, I didn't see it live. I watched it, but um, my, my wife was watching. She's a huge Encanto fan and a huge, we don't talk about Bruno fan. And all I heard the whole time is when she was watching it was no. Oh my God. No. Like this. Oh, this is awful. This is awful. So then I like watch some of it. I'm like, yeah, this is like, I feel like I'm outside of like the movie now. And I'm like in some kind of like, like this is going to be on like a remix on like the radio, like kind of like deal. Like I just, I, it was a lot of like very unnecessary. Mm. If you're going to like, just like keep the song as it is. I know Lin-Manuel Miranda couldn't be there because I think his wife had COVID. So uh, maybe they had to like, I mean, I don't want to say they redid it because of that, but I, I, they probably had this plan for a while. I'm like, Hey, let's make, let's get all the, like the teenagers. I, I forget who said it earlier. Like, let's get that crowd. And, you know, we got Megan, the stallion who I call Megan, the trainer for some time, sometimes because I'm an idiot. Um, yeah. You're so old. I thought, yeah, I'm, I know I'm old. I'm like, I'm, I'm like going on 37. And I don't know who the hell I'm talking about. Um, now it just, I, I, I kind of, you know, it didn't need the spruce up. Just keep mm-hmm. it as it is. Cause that's what people love. But, you know, hey, someone made that decision. Hair. So, 
Yeah, I mean, there's always been, and especially as songs for movies, like I think the song for that Beyonce did for King Richard doesn't show up until the end credits. Right. Um, which I'm not taking anything away from that. It's just, you know, that's that's what happens. Sometimes songs don't you can't find a place for it or whatever it is. Um, but there's always been a tough part, I think, from you know, the producers to be like, well, you know, we have Beyonce, we have Billie Eilish, you know, we have, you know, the we could bring the cast up to do, you know, we don't talk about Bruno. Um, Dos, Dos Arigitos was, uh, was a beautiful song. I thought that was, that was really well done out of all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're like, it's not going to win. Um, at least, I mean, it could have won, I think, but I think, you know, the Bruno wave, but anyway, I'm sidetracking myself. So there's always like the tough part of like what to do and to put them on. My thought is that this isn't the Grammys. We're not here to watch musical acts. We're here to celebrate the movies. So if you want to use these songs while you're talking about them for best picture, or like, you know, you want to have a three minutes where you have a montage of the five movies nominated for songs and play, you know, maybe the key lyrics while you show scenes from the movie in it, tie that together, put a package together. I'm a fan of that. I'd rather see the, the four and we'll, I'll talk about, uh, uh, we don't talk about Bruno in a minute. But the four songs just be packages of clips for other movies or for the celebration of the Godfather or the celebration of white man can't jump or, you know, whatever else they want to try and do like that. That's what I'd rather them see use their time for, Um, because to me, like I'm not here for the songs. I'm here for the movies. And I think the Oscars need to do a little bit of better job of just leaning in and being like, we're we're the movies and we're prestigious and, you know. Hey, we're, you know, we're not worried if you don't, you know, like it or understand it. So um, I guess that's me on my high horse a little bit. But um, as far as we don't talk about Bruno, my biggest problem with it, it was, is that uh, shout out our friends, the Patolas, um, their son, Nathan loves, uh, we don't talk about Bruno, big Sonic head as well. So hopefully I'll see Nathan at the theater uh, when we check it out on Saturday, uh, the day it opens or the next day after it opens. Um but is that they were advertising like we're going to sing the song. We're going to sing the song. And then they don't put it on until 945 Eastern. And it's not anything which, you know, Chris's Chris's wife, Catherine, is a big fan of, of Disney. So was obviously excited for it. My wife would have been the same had she been here. And these kids who love the song are kind of like, what? Can you just play the movie or put up YouTube and like play the song? Like, and you put it on at 945. Like, I don't understand what the idea behind that is. So just all around awful. I mean, I get it would have been 645 on, on West Coast where they're actually doing it, but it just didn't make much sense to me. And um, it was dumb. Um, I, I agree like you, Greg. Hey, throw the Megan the Stallion out there and uh, let's get it. You know what I mean? But like, and it was, it was clever, but it was just not it was not presented well. It was almost like, guys, coming up next, we don't talk about Bruno. Get ready. You get your dancing shoes on. And it's like, you didn't even do it. The actors didn't really sing the roles. They didn't really sing a lot of the lines. I feel like they could have had a really cool performance of it done, and they just decided to not do it. I mean, John Leguizamo was there. Like, have him, like, put on, like, you know, uh, a costume or something or just kind of go around and be like, there's easy things to like do right here. And it's just, uh, I could go on this for about another 10 minutes. So I'm just going to stop there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was, uh, it was pretty dreadful in that mm-hmm. case. So it, it's sorry, funny sorry you- to all the young children that were disappointed. So it's funny that you mentioned that about the wives, because my wife stayed up specifically just to watch this performance. Uh, and she ended up staying up for the rest of the Oscars as well. But uh, she, she was looking forward to this and she, she was under the impression that, it was going to be the first thing happening. 
And then when Beyonce came on, yeah. which she's a Beyonce fan, she's like, yeah. "This isn't don't let, don't talk about yeah. Bruno." Like, and what what is going on? Yeah, that so, Beyonce but, the Beyonce song had great production value, one hundred percent. But like, uh-huh. I'm not there to watch a Beyonce performance. I'm there to kind of right watch the the, the Grammys yeah. are like next week. Like, save that for the Grammys, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> all right well let's move on the from the musical one. performances um <clears throat> another you know we'll talk about the hosts and stuff uh but you know what i guess we could get into it now but like yeah. uh the the first thing i want to talk about with the skits is the uh regina hall covid skit um where she brings up uh who bradley cooper simu liu and um uh was it jason momoa yeah momoa was up yeah. there and uh chalamet Oh, yeah, yeah. And Timothy Chalamet. So it's just, man, it comes off as really kind of gross, especially post Me Too era and, you know, all the BS with Harvey Weinstein. And maybe I'm just reading too much into it, but it's just I don't know. I didn't find it funny. I don't think, you know, I didn't think jokes about covid uh, as we're still going through the pandemic are super hilarious to begin with. But then adding the kind of sexual overtones or undertones to it, just uh, I don't know. It wasn't for me. And by all means, like I am down with the dirtiest, raunchiest humor, but I just (laughs) didn't see that this had a place. And I found it very, very cringeworthy. Um, Before we talk about, you know, the the hosts and the rest of the skits in general, did you guys have any thoughts on this specific skit? So I didn't see it live. So I saw this on like Twitter and like YouTube afterwards. I, and I like, I, yeah, it was like, I don't, I, I, I feel like I understand like, you know, it's a, it's a topical kind of thing that they're trying to go after, but I, there's some things that you probably shouldn't really joke about. And at least that much on on that kind of like platform. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, you know, I, it's like, yes, I see, I see where they were coming from. But that doesn't mean it was a good idea. Like, I, I understand you want to make a joke about this, but I mean, you can probably make a, a lesser. I don't want to say you can make it like I feel like I'm contradicting myself. I feel like you can like make like humor, like a little bit of light humor out of like just coming like how things are somewhat getting better or something. But the way that was like treated, which you like basically like like went like felt up Jason Momoa from like feet to head. Um, it was like kind of like really like really awkward. Um, yeah, it just it uh, felt grimy. It felt out of place, and it just went on and on and on. Ugh. Like, and that's like, and we'll get into another skit that when we talk about it a little li- later with Amy Schumer. But like, was Jason Momoa like in on it? Like, because his reaction is kind of just like, "Thanks for that." Like, you know, the, <laughs> he's having marriage troubles like, as it is. So. <laughs> I know, right? Living in a van, he's like. Now, like, if someone else, like, like if Timothy Chalamet did that, like, to Jason Momoa, then, like, if we would have got, like, a, my man, mm. then I would have <laughs> laughed because, uh, you know, that's the Momoa. They do, they do have a little bit of bromance in Dune as well. Yeah, so. the Momoa <laughs> signature is my man. My man. So, um, but no, I, I, I didn't like it. I would just, I, that's because I just didn't, didn't think it was funny. It just it was out of place. Are we overreacting uh, here? What are your thoughts? You know, I, I don't think you're overreacting. I, I don't think this as, as someone who's been at an event um, and tried to tell a joke and then the joke feels like it lands a little bit and you feel successful about it. And then you just continue to beat it into the ground at the same time. And everybody kind of just keeps pity laughing. Um, that's how I and feel. What happens like with felt- me in our get togethers? 
No, you do that to me. No, I do it, and then you, you know, like like uh, like running 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 water, hot water under under a knife to cut an ice cream cake. You know, just keep keep that drum. Um, So for for those at home, uh, I one time Hanratty had to cut an ice cream cake, and he couldn't quite cut it. And I said, "Run it under hot water," and he said, "I'm trying my best." And he was getting frustrated by it, and. uh, it's it's a running joke for years now. So I got um, ice cream cake everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. It was pretty great, actually. Um, highly recommend uh, hiring Chris to come to your birthday party to cut your ice cream cake. It's a, it's a sight to behold. Um, he's gotten better throughout the years, and uh, I'll never do it because I don't want to end up as low handwriting has. So um, we'll keep it at that. So I don't think you guys are reacting. It did feel a bit grimy. It's another one where it's like, let's say if they had called up, like um, if the Avengers cast had been there. Or if Marvel characters and like, you know, let's say they're they're making jokes about it, like from a perspective of like, you know, oh, Thor or like, you know, using their characters. It just it felt a little bit out of place, you know, or if they called the whole Doom cast up, you know what I mean? And like, you know, brought them all up and, you know, made some jokes relative to the movie while, you know, having to test them for COVID. But like you said, Greg, it, it's like still a thing going on. And, it, you know, it, it just ran. It's it ran it like I remember when they all walked off stage and it was like, Oh, here's Brolin and Momoa. And it's like, Oh, this joke's still going on. And then like, when you start to talk to your friends who were watching the event with you, it's kind of like, Oh yeah, this is really uh, taking a turn of just let's get off stage. So yeah. Hmm. Don't think you guys are wrong. All right. Well, let's talk about the, the hosts and the skits in general. Um, Mm. I, so I like two of the three. I, I like Wanda Sykes. I like uh, Regina Hall. Amy Schumer, I used to find her funny, and then I just kind of fell off that boat. Um, but but I, I found her especially unfunny this evening. I don't know what it was. There was just something grating about it. Um, and, you know, as far as the rest of the hosts go, they each had their moments of falling flat. And I don't know. Look, I mean, I, I don't know how much they have control over the material that is written for them i also don't know how much is uh um you know just on the spot and uh and kind of uh ad-libbed but uh you know they're they're talented individuals but i just i couldn't get behind it none of the skits really really worked for me uh i think maybe the one memorable thing that i still kind of chuckle at was wanda sykes as king richard uh, or as Richard Williams, yeah. um, that was kind of funny to me, but, uh, the rest of it, I, I just kind of found unfunny and, um, I would be okay going back to a no host format. <laughs> I mean, it's just, yeah. it seems like, it seems like they can never find somebody who just clicks, uh, I, or at least not in recent, uh, history. Um, we're talking about cutting down on time. So what, purpose do all of these jokes and and in the past musical numbers and things of that nature serve like why do we need a host i don't know it just it doesn't it doesn't work for me uh her thoughts on a host or hosts yeah i mean i i would agree i mean just like imagine like just a person over the loudspeaker like they had one year be like and now 
you know, Toby Maguire, Andrew Garfield, and Tom Holland. And like, what a clap that would get if they came out to just present and then like throw it to, you know, Zen Zendaya and then Tom Holland and then Zendaya and Timothy Chalamet and then Brolin and Momoa. Like just that, that can easily save time too. My big thing is, is like, I think the Oscars should be like WrestleMania and the Super Bowl and be like seven hours long and like, let's just commit to the bit here. Um, well, it was for you know. like five minutes. Yeah. So, um, but yeah. Um, and then the skits, like I didn't really enjoy the Wanda Sykes theater, uh, or the museum tour. It's like, do you want people to go? Or are you just making fun of the museum that you spent millions of dollars on, um, to go to, um, you know, the, I did enjoy Amy Schumer's stand up when she did it alone. I didn't mind it as much. I know it wasn't for everybody. Um, but I didn't mind it. Um, and then just some of the other skits I felt fell flat. The one even with uh, Richard Williams, I wasn't a huge fan of um, for it. It's just like get Tom Holland to drop in a Spider-Man suit, like instead of Amy Schumer. And it's like, whoa, it's Tom Holland. Do you know what I mean? Like little surprises right. like that, where it's like, I mean, I guess, how are you going to convince Tom Holland to come to LA for five hours to do that stunt? But I don't know, things like that just like could be easy to, to try and fix. So um, not a huge fan of hosts. Just let's get over the loudspeaker and just, you know, introduce to the guest and save, you know, whatever amount of minute or seconds there. So mm-hmm. hands. Yeah. Those skits add a, like a, a awful amount of time to the show. That's already like jam packed. And that's another thing, like cut those out and give it out to like, the show's not about skits. It's an award show. It's not a skit show. We so, love movies. Yes. So give it out to like those tech, like you cut the musical numbers in the beginning, cut the opening monologues and all that. Um, now, Greg, unlike you, like I, I'm not a fan of Wanda Sykes and Regina Hall. I honestly, and I'm not going to lie. I thought Regina King was going to be hosting and I saw Regina Hall and I'm like, Oh, that's fine. I, that makes more sense. Regina Hall is more of a comedian and Regina King is not. Um, I like Amy Schumer. I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I think she is like somewhat. Yeah. She can be annoying and, I just like, I don't know. I feel like she gets a lot of bad rap from just like general public. And I feel like even before this, a lot of people just didn't like Amy Schumer because of like, they just either thought she was like super annoying or, or whatever. She might've done something that not necessarily offended someone or they just think she was funny or she was like, just doing like, so I think she was kind of under that, um, that umbrella of people just not liking her because of her name. Mm. Um, I will agree that some of the skits were uh, dumb. Um, I, I and I don't know if we're gonna just. I don't know if we just want to jump in like the seat filler one. Yeah, let's talk about it. Uh, I first of all, um, I loved how she explained the seat filler thing because um, all three of us. I don't know, and I thought about this last night when we went to uh, the WWE event in Hershey. We were mm-hmm. going to be seat fillers, yes. and we ended up um, <laughs> uh, not getting watching picked. the show. There was like there was like three people ahead of us. That went and then they stopped at us. Yeah, we got free tickets to it. Um, so that was cool. Um, yeah, that was fun. Uh, so I thought about that last night when she was explaining it. Um, I don't, I don't think it was like funny. Like I giggled a little bit. Like I was like, oh yeah, like, but I do not. I I feel like the controversies surrounding that bit is absolutely absurd, <laughs> and I think that like a lot of people. Do not understand whether they just want to be trolls or just do, they do not understand that these skits are actually planned out. Like people were going at Amy Schumer like, that's rude. How does she not know who Kirsten Dunst is? Like, did you see her husband's face, Jesse Plemons face? Like, there's no way he was in on it. I'm like, I- I'm pretty sure 
Like all all three of them were. Like Amy Schumer shouldn't have to come out and apologize and say, no, this was like she was in on it. Like no S she was in on it. Like it, it was obvious. And they're like, well, unless Jesse's like a really good actor. Like <laughs> well, he's nominated, but he's right. nominated for like both of them are nominated for a movie that that that, that night. Like Jesse Plemons is a phenomenal actor. Like watch Game Night. That's his face in all of Game Night. And I, I just I don't know. I don't think like I, I don't I don't like that she had to go out and apologize and like have to explain herself because they've been doing these awkward skits for years. This is nothing new. But I'm gonna go back to my point of saying like this is Amy Schumer. It's only reason it's getting backlash and everything is because it's Amy Schumer doing it and it makes it look like she's rude. And I think a lot of people were like, we're off put. Was the skit funny? No, it wasn't. But that's like I, I think they're they're mixing up her personality and she's just so well at like playing that off but there's no way that like kirsten Dunst and jesse plemons had no idea what was going on hmm. like there's there's absolutely no like i i cannot believe that of all the things that they're saying were staged that night i don't believe that would like that's obvious that was a bit i don't know uh, that's just my my two cents on it hair yeah, I mean, I think it's just for me the problem with it, and the uh, the only reason I think I got that backlash, like Chris is mentioning, is because of the timing of when the joke happened, and it was kind of like I had already chalked up the night of like, all right, let's push through these awards academy and like let's get to the post show and like what the heck was all that um, with Will and Chris, uh, but they decided to throw that in there, and so I think that's why. Um, but it does bring up a point like, you know, obviously we're a trio here. And if we had played a joke like that on one of us in front of public or in front of people who didn't know us, they'd be like, oh, those guys like know each other. And I think the part of the issue and I think that could be an issue moving forward for the award show is like how one of these two people know each other. And is Jesse offended? Because the whole mood of the room had changed. Mm-hmm. And it was like it could easily be like Jesse was like why are we still doing jokes? But like Chris said, like, of course he's an actor and, you know, I'm glad to hear that it wasn't, uh, it was, it was staged or that they did plan it. Um, but yeah, the, the timing of that wasn't, wasn't great. Uh, wasn't great at all. Um, yeah. I, 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 okay. And, and not defense, I can, I can agree yeah. with that, but, but no, I mean like, yeah. and I just think like with way, the whole, way like, too overboard with it for sure. But everybody's dissecting that whole night after that because nobody gives a crap about what happened before Chris and Will got into their 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 tussle. You know, everybody's watching after that, seeing what else is going to happen, and so that that becomes another huge talking point. I think. I just think that like there's no way that like there's no way that people like I I I knew right away like they were obviously like they had to have gone to Kirsten Dunst and Jesse and they're like, look, we're gonna pick you. It's not like we're picking a rando couple. Now, if if Amy would have done that to Will Smith. Then, then the night would have gotten completely out of control. I'll admit, um, but like, I just think it was just like, it, I just think it was obvious that they were in on it. Like, they don't do those kind of things, and and I'll I will agree with the timing of it. Yes, it was a little little weird, but yeah, I don't know. Greg, go ahead. Yeah, so um, it's uh, it's exactly for me what Harry had mentioned, which is the timing of it. That that for me is what made it awkward and made it fall flat on its face. Had it like, I believe it started with 
uh, Schumer just walking around saying, hey, did something happen? It's just yeah. like a totally different See, all right, vibe So I here. missed that part. I didn't okay. hear her yeah. say, all right, so I missed the beginning of that. Well, I thought they that, were just jumping into the seat filler part. That part was okay, but then it started to drag on, and then it turned into the seat filler thing, and it's yeah. like, all right, now... And and look, like, yeah, you just had a major incident of assault. Uh, and here we go where you have somebody potentially disrespecting, again, someone else's family. And sure, maybe maybe it uh, it it was easy to decipher whether it was planned or not. But it doesn't. The, the point is, it was still it seemed in poor taste after what had just happened, a, a real yeah. significant incident. So, like, are you telling me they couldn't just make the call on the fly to cut that down into just and that's, the, yeah, the vibe? I, and I agree. Yeah, yeah, that makes and that makes sense from that end. I think, like, as I was like thinking about it, I don't think I remember like the events of like my mind was so wrapped around the big event of the night that right. I didn't even yeah. realize what came first. Right. Like, so maybe that was it in my in my mind. So. All right. Well, let's move on from the hosts and the skits. Uh, next, another big controversy. Uh, we were talking about animation earlier, and this is uh, the vibe of the Oscars uh, talking about or I guess intimating that animation is just for kids. So there mm. were a couple kind of slight, uh, I don't know if you want to call them microaggressions or digs or whatever at animation, but uh, you had Amy Schumer start off earlier in the evening with um, noting that she hadn't seen many of the nominees, but then saying, I have a toddler, so I just watched Encanto 190 times. <laughs> now, if it was just that, uh, that in and of itself, not super offensive, but then they kind of piled on later on with, uh, they had the um, Disney princesses, the live action Disney princesses presenting. Uh, so you had uh, Lily James, Halle Bailey, and uh, Naomi Scott and their lines were so many kids watch these movies over and over and over and over and over and over. I'm sorry. Let me let me restart. Animated films make and up over. some of our most formative movie experiences as kids. Uh, so there you go. Mentioning the kids. Uh, so many kids watch these movies over and over and over and over and over and over. And then I see some parents out there know exactly what we're talking about. So uh, Phil Lord actually took umbrage with this and uh, he kind of led the charge. He tweeted super cool to position animation as something that kids watch and adults have to endure. Uh, so not really a great look, especially when you have such highly regarded features, even that year with like flea. Uh, yeah. As you know, this is not something that this is not a field that is just for kids. It's first of all, it's a medium more than anything. Um, and second of all, it, I mean, you've, you've clearly had movies, both past and present that have won awards, uh, well, maybe not present, but, uh, in the past, um, that aren't just directed for kids. So why are we sitting here hinting that this is what it is? I mean, it doesn't help when you fill up the category with the likes of yes, Encanto, Ryan, the last dragon, Luca, all this stuff, but it just, I don't know. I, I'm totally behind Phil Lord here. I, I've always been a fan of animation. Uh, we've we've had a pod on uh, animated features and look, not all of them are for kids. It, it's an art form and it can be for adults also. And it's it's just annoying that in this country it gets treated as such. Where in other countries it's taken a little more seriously. I don't know. Maybe I'm going a little overboard. Hair, thoughts on this? 
Yeah, I don't think you're going overboard at all. Um, I think this is, I mentioned a little bit earlier, this is, or maybe it was you, Greg, who mentioned like, this is, I think, where Disney gets to chime in and have, you know, the people who they want to go talk about the animation. Like, you can't tell me the Disney princesses aren't influenced by by Disney being like, hey, we want to do this. You know, let's have them talk about animation. You know, I think Phil Lord is a guy who tries to make animation reach different audiences, even, you know, and have it be a little bit more adult in a way uh, where even the jokes fly over the kids' heads, but like adults get it. Um, You know, I'm always interested in more of a Phil Lord project than I am in like the next Disney uh, movie, in my opinion, just anticipating uh, or like excitement levels. Um, but yeah, and then I know they had the introduction by, I don't remember if Chris, Chris Evans said anything about Lightyear, but like, that was like the only trailer that I remember seeing, um, that is like posted. And I think there's some rules and regulations behind that because ABC and Disney are doing it. Um, a lot of Moon Knight commercials. Um, so like for me, it is, it is something where I would like to see that stigma of animation just being for kids. It's, it's a different way to tell a story. And as you mentioned, I mean, I think, flea being a nomination is a perfect example of that you know um you know into the spider-verse which there's some high level animation in that that's just different and goes over you know would go over a five-year-old or an eight-year-old or a 12-year-old's head in a way um not dissing kids for that but um yeah it's it's a better it's a medium that can tell stories that are just as valuable as as regular films so hands you can the, the same argument's been going on, and I hear that all the time. It's like it's kind of like how we go to Disney a lot, and they're all like, "Well, Disney's for kids." Like it's not like, and and I think with like and even like video games, people are like you still play video games. You're like 35 years old. Like sure do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah, yeah, I play I it's play a lot of video it. games. I love video games. Like some I I enjoy video games sometimes more than movies. Mm-hmm. Um and 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 it's just I don't know. Like I, I think that like if you're gonna tell me like animation's just for kids. Then, all right, well, maybe next week I'll show Finn some movies like South Park, Bigger, Longer, and Uncut, or Sausage Party, <laughs> and stuff like that, and see what and see what he uh, and see what happens. Um, I, I just think that like gonna have a there's happy a, wife, I'll one of those is a terrible <laughs> example. Um, I I, I can't believe out of all the adult themed movies you chose Sausage Party. <laughs> I know. Um, <laughs> I just I don't know. Um, <laughs> But I just like it's just a, such a, a, a dumb comment that people make when they say that we're like, no, like cartoons or yep. animation just for kids. It's really not like some of the best cartoons that are out there, like even shows. I know, Harry, you're a fan of Big Mouth. Like that's that's yeah. not for kids. That's animation. Yeah. Like there's it's it's yeah, it's, it's more of a medium. And it's like you definitely like uh, just it's not just for kids. And to put that like stigma on them, like I just I hate it being a movie fan because like uh, like like you guys had said like i enjoy animated movies i, I really do i lo- like into the spider-verse is probably my favorite animated movie and i'm like and that's that's like pg-13 like I'll, i won't show finn that for another couple of years mm-hmm. um so yeah it's just it's weird too because like you look at okay so you know all this seemingly innocuous banter or whatever is written by writers in some you know room and they're like, hey, we got to come up with funny stuff for the presenters and the hosts to say, and let's let's dig on animation because clearly this is just for kids. Meanwhile, SNL, which has been going on for decades, has had, you know, like things like Saturday TV Funhouse and stuff like that, where it again, uh, mm-hmm. animation for adults. And it's like 
this that those are considered some of the top minds in comedy, uh, you know, handling the SNL stuff. So it's just it, I don't know. It's mind boggling. And I don't know why this narrative is persistent, but it, it's really annoying that they went that route. And uh, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm all behind Phil Lord for that. Um, next bit of controversy, <laughs> Oscar moments. Uh, let's talk about these fan polls that, uh, that they had. We let's we not. can honestly just like just skip <laughs> well, this. This is your this boy. Is you want to skip your boy? <laughs> what my boy? Yeah, that, you, you probably know, yeah, voted I, in these fan polls. I didn't even know this thing existed. Up. I didn't even know this poll existed. And uh, I, and uh, just uh, you guys can jump on this first. Go ahead. All right. Well, so I don't remember what the second poll was. The f- I believe the first poll was like biggest moments in cinema history to make you cheer or make you like clap cheer or moments. something. Yeah, 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 I think yeah. that was like considered like cheer moments. Uh, so we'll talk about that one first. I, it's funny because as soon as um, I I heard that that was what they were going to announce or whatever. I turned to my wife and I'm like, well, Cap getting Mjolnir in Avengers Endgame has got to be number one because I've never heard a theater explode like that when when I've I've watched a movie uh, for any movie. And sure enough, it did make the list, but it was like number three. Um, they had a lot of recent moments. I I don't there might have been like one classic moment. I don't remember. Was there something from the Godfather? Now the Neo, Neo Dodging Gold. Oh, yeah, yeah, the Neo, the oldest Everything else was from like the past decade or much more uh, recently. And yeah. um, the number one thing was from a movie that wasn't even released theatrically, uh, of all things. It was Zack Snyder's Justice League with uh, Flash going into the Speed Force. So I would love to know who out there voted for this so i can you hunt know who down and you know who did it <laughs> the snyder bots all of his army yeah. look Zach the reason snyder. we got the reason we got a snyder cut was the same people that like just went crazy and made 700 different accounts on each email and just voted for this stupid thing <laughs> it's it is so asinine that they did this and out of all places they put this on the oscars i just it it's high comedy but it also blows my mind at the same time like i'm i'm befuddled even speaking about this now Uh, do you you guys have any thoughts on this or the the other i i I don't understand it like i like i was in the theater when endgame like all of endgame i was in the theater for the spider-man you didn't have three spider-man game i couldn't even stick around i couldn't hear (laughs) i couldn't even hear like in certain parts of those movies and yeah. you're right. I watched Jack Jack Snyder, Zack Snyder's <laughs> uh, uh, Justice League in, in my basement, saw the flash scene. And my first thought was, wow, that was pretty cool. But I wasn't like, hmm. wow, hmm, interesting. Honey, come <laughs> down. You got to see yeah. this scene. Flash is going to the speed force. <laughs> I wasn't. Yeah, I wasn't like in, the, in my basement going like, like. That was amazing. Slow clap, by the way. I, don't yeah i just i don't understand it i didn't even know this poll existed and if it was like i would have made a hundred different accounts to make like either avengers or or um or spider-man like when yeah but like all these snyder snyder clowns that are out there (laughs) are going to destroy the film industry wow i hope (laughs) Zack snyder is able to sleep tonight knowing his 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 man hands has betrayed him dude i like like i no, like if they would have put like a Watchmen scene in there, I'd be like, "All right, yeah, like I right, love yeah. Watchmen." 
But no, they put well, even three hundred if they had. Yeah, they, this they, is Sparta. Far the... outranks any yeah. other Zack Snyder stuff that they could have put up there. I, I'm, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna start a poll and just walk around in general. People like in like, well, there's never crowded in the mall anymore. But like anywhere, I'm just gonna go and be like, hey, what did you think about the force going through the speed force or the flash going through the speed force? They're gonna be like, get away from me, crazy. Yeah, like, what, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, what nerd? <laughs> Uh, so what was the second poll? Was it like best movie of the year or something? I I don't even most enjoyable movie. Or I, I, Mo- yeah, something something goofy, something ridiculous. And yet again, you have a movie that was not in theaters. Correct, Army of the Dead yeah. took yeah, it. It was not in and, theaters. And Army of and, the Dead and is the who number one movie. Yeah, directed it. Zack Snyder. Zack Snyder. Director. This unbelievable. Movie- I didn't even watch it and I'm a horror fan and it just, it looks, and I, I'm a Batista fan and I still didn't watch it. I, I don't know. Guess what, I, Greg? Guess what? what, Greg? It's okay. It's just okay. It's <laughs> like, if I had to get on like, like one to 10, five, it's got some cool action in it and some cool supporting characters, but that's it. This movie, this movie should not have been on anyone's radar. I watched it. Cause I was just like, eh, I like Batista. Like same thing. I like Batista and I like, zombie movies i like turtles i'm i'm glad on a night where we're honoring hollywood's best and brightest and most beloved and you know uh, honoring just the history and the tradition that army of the freaking dead got got some screen time over samuel L. jackson and many other people that that deserved it man i'm honestly Uh, trying to see what the other movies were but like i i don't know doesn't matter garbage I don't know. So that was just I look, those those polls were not only laughable but disgraceful. Yeah. Don't so. have them next year. Don't have yeah. them next year. Please. Please. For the love. Yeah, yeah we only uh, need Morbius winning awards. <laughs> <laughs> um, when Morbius turned into a bat, it was yeah. insane. So yeah. let's move on here. Uh I'm I'm actually gonna skip around real quick. It, we'll we'll get back yeah. to the this next one. Um the Bond and Godfather tributes. Now, I know that the theme of um, this year was what uh, we love movies or movie history. Some, it was something sure. like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so they had these loving tributes to Bond and, and Godfather uh, because their franchises are, I think, 60 and 50 years, respectively, or maybe it was 65 and 50. Um, wasn't again, if you're looking to cut time probably the place to do it these these are unnecessary as much as i love the bond franchise as much as i love the godfather movies didn't really need this stuff um and i don't know i wasn't huge on them (laughs) taking the gorgeous godfather score and then putting uh you know rap music over it awful don't get me wrong i love rap uh nothing to do with rap but it's just it's not a good fit and it's like we're here again to celebrate the art and it had a beautiful, wonderful score. And here we are just dubbing over it with, you know, uh, random songs. I don't know. Do you guys have any thoughts about either of these tributes? I, I We got a white man can jump tribute. Too, oh, well. yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's too. Yeah. So, yeah. Pulp fiction, yep. um, awkward. They were awkward. They didn't. I, I don't think they I just felt like. I was listening to another podcast about this and they, and I agree with them where they're like, you're recreating scenes from 30, 40 years ago. Like, especially with like Pulp Fiction where no one, re- like people watch, if you want to go to a younger crowd, they're not going to like get it. Like white man can't jump unless they recreated the Raymond scene, which is my favorite scene in like cinema history. If you haven't seen it, 
just Google it. It's it's hilarious. Um, unless they were recreating that, I'm not interested in it. And not a lot of people know White Man Can't Jump. Like they do, but like you know, it's not a movie you're gonna like honor at the Oscars. Like it's not it's not The Godfather or Pulp Fiction. I, um, I want to interject too. It's so weird. I had no idea that it was celebrating an anniversary because I literally just watched it the other night. I watched it like Friday or Saturday night randomly, and then yeah, they celebrated at the Oscars. That's well, it was like the anniversary. Yeah, it was like I think 30th anniversary or something. Like yeah, like. Okay, you don't you just don't need to include that in a special section right. for like it wasn't a groundbreaking movie. Like, yes, it's extremely funny and right has some great moments, but it's not Godfather or Pulp Fiction. Right. Um, yeah, I just thought it was like kind of weird. And they just did a bond thing like five years ago. Like, why are you doing another one? Yeah, I don't know. Just uh, just put it to rest. Hair. Yeah. yeah, this 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 show could have been over at nine o'clock. <laughs> listen this is this is for me where it's like put these into packages sit down francis ford coppola sit down pacino sit down de niro have them come in on a wednesday at two o'clock and discuss maybe something that they loved about filming the godfather or what was what what do you remember about the godfather the other part about it is like are we celebrating the godfather or are we celebrating the godfather too because de niro doesn't show up until two right so it's like you know i like and then it's just the weird anniversary. Like Juno was like its 18th anniversary. And it's like, I get like, Hey, let's pick certain movies and let's get those people, but like make it. So it's like, again, like you're saying, Greg, like show me why we love these movies. Like what, a, what sort like bring us back to like a memory of that movie. Um, you know, the, the white man can't jump, you know, all like, it, it's cool to get the round of applause for them coming out to present an award um or you know to do what they have to do but it's like it's just awkward and weird and i'd rather just have them tell me about what it was like to shoot white man can't jump and did they think it would last this long did they think it would have the power to you know kind of break some barriers and, and stick you know all these years um you know pacino and de niro walk out they wave and they go back and they leave and it's like cool that was weird um you know, and it's just, I, it's just lean into this more and do it differently. Like Bond, like, how about you announce the next Bond at the Oscars? Wouldn't that be a moment that like would be shared a hundred times over? Like, right. Do something like that to make it be like, you know, and introducing the next Bond or, you know, hype it up that, you know, Bond will be revealed at, you know, whatever date or something. Um, you That's know, a great it's just, call. It's just, it's just silly stuff like that, where it's just like, you know, you're doing the right thing in my opinion. But like, just lean into it more or, you know, like go, go the full mile and make it a five minute clip about what it was like on Juno set and why, what was so original about this screenplay that like really stood out for them. Um, yeah. So. Okay. My, my you, thoughts, think my Sid, you think Sydney, Sydney Dean play, paid taxes on his hustle money? <laughs> no. I well, so. <laughs> I, I gotta say, I mean, <laughs> both Wesley Snipes and, uh, um, uh, uh, oh God, Al Pacino. We're uh, looking in rough shape uh, for yeah. their respective segments. So, uh, okay. Uh, well, let's get to the big Time moment. Gets us all. Yes, yeah, that is true. Let's get to the big moment that everybody's waiting for, and that is the Ooh, slap heard the, around the world. Yes, yeah. Um, We're talking so, about NBC's show, The Slap, right? We, you guys, got yeah. your notes. You don't yeah, watch the Zachary, whole first. with Zachary Quinto. We're about to go boy. in depth. I, my God, I forgot all about that show. Um, That's all I know about it. Zachary Quinto. <laughs> so you guys are pretty clear. We're not going to give the blow by blow of what happened. But I guess, you know, I'm, I'm curious because we kept our, our uh, takes pristine for this moment. We have not. <laughs> 
just like untouched snow, virgin snow. We have not uh, discussed where we stand on uh, whose side of the aisle we're showing up to at the wedding. Uh, but Chris Rock, uh, Will Smith, um, I, I'm going to go first. I think uh, I think Will Smith was totally in the wrong. Uh, I mean, there's no place whatsoever for for violence, especially at a out of all places at an awards show. Uh, I mean, it's just it was I didn't I didn't think that it was staged at all. I know there was a lot of controversy about that, like, oh, you know, it, it looked fake and blah, blah, blah. As soon as I saw it immediately, I was like, there's no way it, the, and the thing that uh, really tipped it off was the. Uh, the cutting away, the seven second delay um, that the Oscars mm. did, as well as when they flashed the camera at Will, which I don't know why they would do. He had tears in his eyes and, you know, he was clearly screaming words that were easy to understand. Uh, so even with the, the volume muted, um, I yeah, I, I just I think Will was way out of line. Uh, it came out today that uh, the Academy had asked him to leave and I guess he refused and nothing was done about that. They just allowed him to sit there for the rest of the show. Uh, some fellow actors uh, during a commercial break, Denzel Washington, Bradley Cooper and I think Sam Jackson. Um, I think uh, it was Tyler Perry. Oh, Tyler it Perry. might have. I don't know if it was Bradley Cooper or his agent. I, I okay. never really. I've heard both. People, yeah, there was a couple people. I, came out, I assumed yeah. it was okay. his, uh, not his agent, maybe his publicist or, or somebody of that nature. But yeah. yeah so they he, all. He had to be on standby. He was probably just like, oh. Yeah, they like, all went to Will and, you know, I guess they were trying to talk him down or calm him down, whatever. I don't know. But um, it just, uh, the whole thing stinks to me. It just, I, I don't, it, it's, it was so shocking and uncalled for and out of place look i get you know somebody's saying words about your wife that you might not like guess what have a discussion with them right after like you know it's gonna rock is out there to present go backstage talk to him immediately after that set and be like hey that wasn't cool i want you to uh you know talk to jada whatever but for him to get up there and slap him like that i mean it, it was it was crazy I'll talk about the uh, Will speech in a second, but I want to get your guys' mm. thoughts. Uh, Hands, where do you stand on this? And I, I put this in our group chat. I still like the next day woke up and was like, I can't. I I didn't feel like this was real. Like and like, and I didn't see it live. I just saw your text where it was like, "Holy crap!" Like what, right. Like what just happened? Right. So then I like jumped on. I like I kind of started following it quick. I turned the TV on really quick, and they didn't go back to it. So I got all my information on Twitter. And I must have watched the best it. place to get information. Dude, I get all my I get all my news on Twitter. It's amazing. Um, I do, I still can't believe it that like and I'm not laughing at the situation. Like I'm not laughing that he slapped them and that like as a comedic thing. It's just unbelievable to think that Will Smith like walked up onto a stage, slapped someone, and just walked back to his seat and got like nothing, like nothing happened. Like, yeah, zero even, like, repercussions to date. And, you know, yeah. And you even know, like, Chris Rock, like, I feel so bad for him. But, like, not because, like, he told, like, but, like, you know, looking at his face, like, he, like, he was getting ready to, like, ha- he had one in the chamber to get ready to probably yeah. just that would just, like, lay out Will Smith. Like, Save it for words. the stand up, baby. Yep. Exactly. Yep. Like, he had, I bet he had, he, had something, he had something where he was just like, 
I'm gonna say it. I'm not. I'm like. I'm just gonna be the bigger man. Like he knew the situation. I and I do not like. On my end, I don't support Will Smith doing that. Like at all. Like I don't understand. Like you know, like you've been waiting for this for thirty years. Like in your career, to be the front runner in um in as best actor. Like you're probably gonna win. Yeah. And you let your like even if it's just letting your emotions get to the best of you or just like not thinking the, the situation through, like I, I don't, I don't understand. And I, you know, I've watched it a couple times where like, why I watch a video, I'm like, this has to be staged. And then you watch the video with the audio of what he's screaming on from the seat. And you're like, Nope, Nope. This is, this is real. Mm-hmm. Like, and you know, the stuff that came out today where the, the, the cat was like, yo, you need to love, need to leave. And Will's just like, nah, like, oh, all right. Well, he said, no, what do we do? Right. It's kind of like when we had to ask people to leave a theater and we weren't like managers and we're like, no, we have to tell them to leave. And we're like, no, we're like, oh, do we get a manager? <laughs> Who do we get? <laughs> um, so, yeah, I just it, it does stink. I feel like that overshadowed a lot of really nice events in the night. And and I just that's all people are talking about. No one's talking about like the movies that won or like no one's talking about like. Usually, like at least when the whole La La Land and Moonlight thing, like that guy, that gave buzz to two movies that like right, people yeah. probably like this gave buzz to just an event that should not have happened. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and, you know, even if it like I, and I think about like if Will like did something afterwards and said like went up to like the bar, like was talking to Chris behind the stage and like maybe like I, I'm not condoning any kind of violence at all in this situation. But like I feel like if he would have acted on something outside behind the scenes that would have been less like as controversial what's happened as what had happened. At least you're not doing it in front of 18, 16 million people, 18 million people and embarrassing. Like I I feel, I know you feel embarrassed, but you like embarrassed Chris Rock, but Chris Rock handled that. Like, Oh, he was a champ. champ. Yeah. Like, I I don't know if Will didn't hit hard enough or like, but Chris just stood there like, what? Like, yeah, excuse me. Um, So yeah, I just, I don't, and I and I I'm a, a big Will like Will Smith acting fan. Like I love his his body of work, but I, I like this like he he definitely loses some points in my book for like like acting on that. And you know, I don't there's gonna be more that this is it's gonna people are gonna talk about this for so long. This mm-hmm. is gonna be and and this is gonna go on at least I bet until the next Oscars, where someone whoever if they have an opening guest, they'll be like, We promise we have extra security because no one's gonna get punched. And like I don't know, I I can even see like Chris Rock being the host next year, to be honest. Uh, Hair, you are amongst us. You even said it earlier. You know the biggest uh, the Oscars mean the most to you, I guess. So yeah, you know number one, what side do you stand on? Number two, Ooh, does this mar you know your perception of the of the events or of of the Oscars? Yeah, I mean, to for me, this like night was a pretty much a train wreck, and then it really got even messier uh, after after this event. Um, you know, as somebody who likes to live in the gray, I, I try to see things from multiple points of view. You know, I, I try to think about you know what kind of relationship does Will Smith and Chris Rock have? What kind of you know thinking about the history of the Rock making not the Rock, sorry, Chris Rock <laughs> making uh, fun of. Uh, Jada Pinkett Smith when she boycotted the one Oscars mm. during the Oscars so so white year, um, you know, and like what the history of the the two is, and you know, because I I feel as though moments like this, as as we've mentioned, have taken away from 
you know, movies like Coda that, you know, while I'm not its biggest fan, you know, it's a shame, you know, that maybe more people won't check it out because it gets lost in the shuffle of this. Um, you know, you know, for me, you know, I'm, you know, 100 percent uh, violence is not the answer. Um, you know, that is my big belief. Um, you know, it's something that, uh, you know, words, words can hurt and were, you know, things people can say mean things. But, you know, I I hope, you know, for Will Smith's sake that he's getting the help he needs. Um, you know, I know we, we mentioned the which will lead into kind of his speech, which mm-hmm. I thought was just totally kind of bonkers. But at the same time, you know, to have that moment happen, to have your emotions get the best of you, you're just trying to fill in the space with what you're trying to remember. Um, you know, Chris Rock was obviously visibly shaken by it with like, what are we doing? Are, are we continuing? Is, is anything, you know, are we, you know, he didn't want to press charges, which is, you know, totally, you know, his call, I guess, in that situation. Um, you know, the fact like, you know, I know some people are like, oh, he just went up and slapped him. Like, what's the big deal? It's not like he knocked him out or whatever. And it's like, well, like that would be categorized as assault if like, right. if the police got involved. Um so it's just, it's a real shame. It, you know, I, I had, you know, I, as you mentioned, Greg, like what side do you stand on? Like I had a lot of trouble, like trying to even feel as though there was a side to stand on, you know I mean? Push came to shove. I obviously stand with, you know, Chris rock, I guess um, for it, but you know, at the same time, it's like, why do you have Chris rock out there to tell jokes? Mm-hmm. Now, do I think he was prepared to tell jokes? Do I think his jokes landed? Not really. I mean, he, he referenced Javier Bardem's wife. He forgot that her name is Penelope Cruz and she's a great actress. Um, so it seemed ill-prepared there. And it's just, you know, I'd be interested to see in the next Oscars and the future Oscars, if it's like, Hey, no more like Chris Rock will figure it out when he gets up there, you know, mm-hmm. or he'll lean into whatever. I think it'll be very scripted and very much like, hey, you know, Chris stick Rock, you know, Adam Sandler. Yeah. Stick yeah. to the prompter or stick to what we had, because I know <clears> that <throat> joke, I believe, was um, he ad libbed it, per se. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, so, did he write that? And that's why I wasn't sure. Did he write that? I believe that- I believe it did come out that the the Oscars did make a statement that they didn't um, they didn't they have didn't that joke. It. Written. OK. You know, and, and that it, makes we, a lot of sense. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. so. yeah. And it's, you know, the whole like, you know, Chris mentioned, you know, being at work and it, it's almost like who is in charge here in a way, like kind of like, let me speak to the manager, like who would be the person they would go to? It's like the guy, I forget the gentleman's name who produced the show, but like he's the director of uh, of um, Girls Trip. It's like he's a movie producer, like a movie producer. He's not like a show runner, you know, for this type of stuff. So it's like you know, and like, do we go to the Academy president? Like, is the Academy president there? Like, there's a lot of things where it's like, who's making the calls after this situation happened. And definitely it seemed like it was a lack of just like, I would love, love, love to have the audio of like what happened, like through all the headsets of the people who were like ringed in on that show of like, you know, as they, as, as it came out today, Will Smith was just leaving. He's like, nah, I'm good. And it's like, okay, like, well, who's deciding that he can leave? And it's like, you know, I, I just, I would be loved to hear the audio on that of like the, the transition of that. Yeah. Um, but it's just a, sh- it's just a shame. Um, in my opinion, I, I feel like there's no real winners here. Um, you know, I'm excited to see Chris Rock's next stand up, if I'm being honest about it, but I hope for Will Smith's sake, like he does some deep eternal, uh, internal, like look at himself because you know this is this is problematic if you think you're trying to be a vessel for love and your 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 go-to is to go up and hit somebody because that's what you think a vessel of love is is supposed to do and protect Mm -hmm. um it's just really sad uh, in my opinion but yeah 
Yeah, so you're uh, you're using words, vessel of love in particular, from uh, from Will's uh, speech, his acceptance speech for uh, best actor, uh, of which he won, obviously. But uh, I, I'll be honest, like I was so off put by his actions earlier that uh, I found his entire speech to be disingenuous. Now I don't think he was fully in the right state of mind. I mean, I think that was yeah. pretty clear based on, you know, the way that he was uh, acting and, and speaking. But um, that being said, it's just, I don't know. Like, yeah, it, to, to call yourself the vessel of love and, and standing up for your family and stuff like that. And I don't know. It's just, it came off more a show. I'm sure he was feeling some things for sure there, but I, I didn't, take anything he said at face value um and since then he's come out and apologized to chris rock i don't know if i buy that either uh i feel like it's uh just more show because that's what's expected of him and he might face repercussions now uh and i and uh on top of that jada pinkett smith also came out with a an insta post saying uh, now is the season of healing and i'm here for it and again just it seems very it's all just disingenuous to me. I, I don't know. It, like, how do you take back what you did? Well, you can't, but you can you can at least come off as heartfelt rather than here's what my lawyer told me to say. I, yeah, I don't yeah. know. Um, yeah, you're right. And and I agree. Like, I, I do feel like in that moment when he like found out he won and he was giving the speech, like he was crying, like right, like his eyes were like, and I feel like he probably what that was genuine, but like the words that actually came out of his mouth were just like, he had like, I don't think he realized that like as, as much as fame as he's had in 30 years since like fresh Prince to now, like this is what he's probably going to be known for. Mm -hmm. So like his reputation is going to be like at this point, Oscar winner. But before that, it's going to be the guy who punched Chris rock on stage in like the biggest award night in the world. And, and I don't, I hate that the fact that he started, like, you know, he apologized at the time, like to the Academy, he apologized to the nominees for having to witness it. And he didn't necessarily, he didn't apologize for the incident, but he kind of like alluded to it. Didn't say anything about Chris Rock and didn't apologize in the right. moment. I feel like if he would apologize in the moment, I would have given him a little more, I don't want to say credit, but the fact that it waited like two days for a, 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 something to be said and and without and I do not want to deep dive into and dive at all into him and Jada's personal life that's very right. public. Right. Um. And I know that there's been a lot said about her and a lot like a, a lot that is has been said by both of them. Um. But it's just a very like you're you're in the like you you and your wife are like two of the most, probably in like the most fame one of the most famous couples in the past however long in Hollywood. And you necessarily like you're throwing it away because a comedian said something offensive and I'm not agreeing with what Chris Rock said. That's not like that. Like if you have a problem, you're in like your fifties, like you're a grown man with a family and a career. Like you're still learning. You're right. You're right. You, yeah. You're still, yeah. you're still learning. <laughs> Use your words. Like go to go back and you like, you said, go back to, and talk to Chris Rock and say like, Hey man, like that wasn't cool. Like that, no, like, or, or after the show or something, like, I don't think he really thought the process through. It was like, 
I'm about to win an Oscar, but let me go on stage and slap Chris Rock in the face. It just, it's still like the whole moment was like so bizarre, like thinking about that. It actually did happen. There's, there's no way you could convince me that as a black man coming up in Hollywood, that that is the worst thing he's ever heard or experienced to cause him to lash out because he hasn't had any other instances like this. He's not known for being a bad boy or anything like that, but I saw one other video where he slapped a reporter that tried to kiss him. Okay. Yes. Understandable. Like the guy, like, assault. right. Yeah. Somebody's yeah. up in your face. Okay. Yes. But barring that, you know, there's yeah. not, there's not anything else <laughs> like this. So for this to be the thing that triggers you, it's like, right. really? And yeah, sure. I'm sure he felt some pressure for from the night and there's, you know, a, being flooded with emotions or whatever, but it's still not an excuse. Uh, right. I, I don't know. Harry, your thoughts on his speech? Yeah, I mean, it was, as I mentioned a little bit earlier, I mean, I feel like it was tough to take and he was kind of using Richard Williams as like, you know, and if you've seen King Richard, you know, Richard Williams does come to like a couple breaking points, but he still doesn't decide to to leap to that. Um, uh, po- postscript to this, Richard Williams has come out and condemned what Will Smith did. Yeah. So, I mean, again, I think Will was just trying to figure out like, listen, I've not not the same, but I've been in a room full of 20 and 30 people and had to be on to try and perform and not been in the right headspace to do so. So like, I can only imagine what he's trying to do there um, for it. And, you know, I'm never going to try to criticize or critique somebody's headspace and where they're at. Uh, Again, I'm not trying to make excuses for it, but you know uh, you know, we've all had our weak moments in life where we've either you made a decision we regret and we have to live with that. So my hope for him is that, you know, he does something with this that can turn into a positive, Um, you know, whether it be, you know, getting help, you know, for himself, you know, understanding, you know, what, what love and, you know, what things like that mean, you know, whether it be working on his own personal relationships to maybe, you know, be a better person. It's just, you know, and I, I know I've gone on here and criticized Will Smith about his performances in the past, you know, that aside, but it's just, you know, it's just, I am trying to give him the benefit of the doubt to try and improve from this. But as you've mentioned, Greg, the statement feels very, very well written, um, whether by him or by his team. Um, you know, Jada's post seems okay. And, you know, the fact that he didn't even try to acknowledge Chris in that speech of just saying, hey, you know, I'd like to try to get to understand, you know, your point, you know, of you, because listen, as a producer, if I'm producing that show, I'm having Chris Rock go up there to tell jokes and to, you know, rile people up. Now, is that the best way for us to do these type of award shows by having people get up there and be like, hey, that movie that you made and you think is great, you know, kind of sucks or, hey, you know, your your wife's you know condition, um, I'm going to make fun of that. So, like, there's an element of that of like, is that what we really need to do or can we just like maybe, you know, find a better way to do that. Um, so that's, I don't know. That's where my mindset always goes to things like this. Like, you know, I try not to critique too much and try to figure out like, how did we get here and what can we do after this? So mm. hopefully some, something positive comes about this again. I'm really looking forward to that next Chris Rock standup though. So um, I, I haven't seen too much from him, I, but um, I've selfishly, never, I, I feel that way. Yeah. I can't remember the last time I'm actually looking forward to watch it Saturday night live. Um, <laughs> oh man because god man. like live because god I, you know that's going to be that opening skit so mm. right, uh, we well i was just going to touch on real quick too the um chris rock's knowledge of 
Jada Pinkett Smith's condition because I'll be honest, I I'm aware that she does the red table talk. I'm aware of, uh, you know, all this, the stuff with her family going in and out, but, uh, I don't, I didn't know she had alopecia. I know what alopecia is. I didn't know that. And supposedly she's been very outspoken about it. I follow a lot of this Hollywood type stuff and I didn't know about it. Could Chris rock potentially have not known about it? Sure. Doesn't make it right. You know, but I thought her shaving her head, was a choice so because yeah. a lot of a lot of uh well not a lot but women do do that as a fashion choice so yeah absolutely yeah and then the only other thing i was going to say about it was just a shame for quest love who had to get yeah. uh best doc and and his team um right. and i think chris was pretty frazzled after that because i think he said quest love and four white guys um or something like that and you know, I'm not too familiar with the team on that movie, um, but at the same time, that was a little bit disingenuous. So, but again, you know, I mean, he, maybe he was frazzled or just wanted to try to get off stage as quickly as he could. Um, but just a shame for that moment. I he had a really touching speech about his mother, about his mother and father. Um, so that was really nice to see. But you know, obviously, it's a you know, and I'm happy he was just like, hey, I don't want to talk about it. I'm here to talk about this movie, and that's why I'm here tonight. So, so props to him for. You know, and listen, we don't, I don't, you know, as much as we've kept our opinion, it's like, I think this is where our opinion will be on our podcast. Um, you know, but the fact that everybody and their mother had to come in with their two cents about it. Um, mm. that's just what makes the internet oh my really God. intolerable for me. So, yeah. um, you know, it's just, I know it's a talking point and, you know, we, it's kind of funny cause I feel like we don't need to talk about it, but at the same time, you know, we should talk about it. So, yeah. um, the memes were, were okay for the first hour. And then after that, it's unbearable. And yeah. I apologize for some of the things that I probably posted because like I posted stuff in, in the moment and I, and yeah, like, right. The, you're meme, right. Lord, funny. the meme Lord. I give, it, I give like memes like 48 hours. And then at that point, it's just like enough. We yeah. like, it, it's yeah. just not funny anymore. So mm-hmm. the first 48 hours are really good, but it's just like, but yeah, the whole situation on it, it's just like, I don't know. It just, I, I, I don't think like of all that you're going to keep hearing more like Chris Rock's going to come out and say something. And then like, well, they're going to do a a sit down interview with someone. And well, the Academy is still ruling on disciplinary action. Like this is far from over. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's the problem for me is like, we don't have clarification on like a lot of things in the first 24 to 48 hours. And it becomes a lot of like theories and like, you know, as we mentioned, was it Bradley Cooper? Was it, was it his agent who, or his publicist who was with him? So it's like just things like that, that happen where it's like, I'm glad we've had a couple days to get some more info before talking about it. But at the same time, more things are going to come out. I, as far as I know, we haven't really heard anything from Chris Rock, um, you know, in regards to anything, which uh, it'll be interesting to see, um, you know, what happens, you know, we've heard people who've come down on, you know, who've been impacted, as you mentioned, you know, Richard Williams and, and different things. So mm-hmm. um, it's interesting to, uh, to see what will happen. So mm-hmm. maybe we'll, we'll circle back on it when, uh, when yeah. this, the, the stand-up yeah. comes out. I, words, I did see too. I, yeah, go ahead. I was gonna say words. I never thought I'd say is I feel bad for Chris rock. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I, I, but I really do. I, I, I like, that's like, so honest. Like I, I really do. Yeah. How else were you gonna say? Uh, I honestly can't remember now, so I'm sorry. Oh, you, didn't, you didn't ruin it. It's just, yeah. Oh, no, Will Smith, apparently, I think if you look it up on his IMDb, I think he has like a comedy show coming out. I don't know if that was fake written, but apparently it was a sit down with him and comedians to like talk about like being a comedian. So I'll look that up as we oh, go Jesus on for the rest Christ. of the night. But 
Yikes. Um, I'll see if it's it's actually true on IMDb. I can only see where this is going to go. Yeah, first step of being a comedian, have security present with Will. Yeah. Um, All right. I don't know. Did you guys, I I just got to throw it out. Did you see the meme of Kanye where it says, so we can just go on stage and slap comedians? Oh, Oh, yes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's a whole other bag of worms. That's next episode's. Listen in. Yes. We're going to deep dive. Yeah, apparently, apparently he's the executive producer of this Joker and it's Smith invites a diverse lineup of up and coming established and legendary comedians to explore the nature of comedy and its unique ability to bring people together. There's not there's I do not. So, I, I bet you on that list somewhere on there. Chris I don't even Rock know if this is there. still getting made. So who well, knows? Probably not. I mean, yeah, more like no. Yeah. Might have people want to pull out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, you, Harry, you touched on it briefly, so we don't need to go too in depth. But yeah, I mean, I I agree with you uh, regarding Questlove and his uh, acceptance. Summer um, Soul. Yeah. Yeah. It's just you know it it, it felt uh, I felt really bad for him that he he had to go up there immediately after what just transpired, and then you know to to his credit, uh, he he kind of uh, pushed forward and you know, just kept it simple and everything. And yeah, he had a, a nice uh, tribute to his mom and, and he was clearly emotional, but uh, it definitely people, I don't know that people were giving it full attention uh, as opposed to just kind of rewinding and looking up on the internet and, and seeing what just happened. Um, yeah. So, and yeah. a lot of people were being asked that night, like even like people who won, they're like, Oh, did you see the whole, like, did you see what happened? Like, yeah, I saw it. Right. <laughs> Will Smith slapped someone, but like it, it, it took away from a lot of like winners of that night. So, right. Uh, moving on, um, the in memoriam segment. So, my personal opinion on this, I thought it was tacky as hell. Uh, I just, I was not a fan. Um, look, this is a moment to provide last respects and, uh, and, uh, kind of, memorialize the people that we've lost over the year and instead they're playing like theme songs from the shows and they've got live music and performers and everything and again look jill scott super talented not taking anything away from her but yeah and, and you know it wasn't her choice to do it but she um she was up there so it's just i don't know i don't feel like it was a fitting way to to respect the people, uh, the craftsmen and actors and everybody that, that have passed away this year. Also, there's always notable omissions that I don't know if the Academy overlooked or whatever. This year was Bob Saget. He was kind of left and off. Norm, and... Norm MacDonald, I think, was too. Oh, okay. There you go. So Norm MacDonald as well. So that, that was kind of disappointing. Uh, not fan, hey, not, the Academy's not fans of dirty work. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hands, any thoughts on the end memoriam segment? They, they honestly, like, uh, the music was so, like, weird. Like, they could have played Benny Hill, the mm. Benny Hill theme, and I would have gotten the same out. <laughs> like, I'd have been like, wait, what? Um, uh, yeah, I just, the in memoriam, I, I, I do at, at times, like, like, a lot, I'll be guilty. I'm usually the one where I'm just like, I feel like I'm watching that in memoriam, and I'm always like, Oh, that person did die. Like, oh mm-hmm. yeah, they did. Like, that's my reminder that like people in the previous year had had passed away. And I, I just I, I think leaving Bob Saget and Norm McDonald out, like I I don't know who watches this thing to edit it and they're not like, oh, where's Bob and Norm? Like we didn't include them, or like where like where's the the cutoff? Because I know what I, I think like other times that like Chadwick Bozeman, I think he died like 
I don't know when he died, but or someone I forget who it was, but he died like two weeks before the person died two weeks before and they still had them in. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know. I don't know where the where the cutoff is, but I'm sure they'll be in next year's with all the, the backlash of leaving them out. I, I agree, like the whole live performance and all of like I it just I don't it felt a lot different and not as interesting and not as like special as the years before. Hmm. So fair. Yeah, I mean, um, just play play a sad song and put up the images that you want to show and zoom in so we can actually see them and just call it a day there. Um, you know, I guess if you want to, you know, if, if we're going with my Make the Oscar seven hours, yeah, maybe have a little, you know, minute and a half to two minutes of one certain person as the red carpet's going on. Like, I think there's so many different things. Like, I'm a fan of the red carpet, but at the same time, you can do a box and box and like have it be like, you know, touch on all the people in memoriam just to have these things not be um, talked about afterwards. So, yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, next up, we had Ryusuke Hamaguchi uh, accepting for best international feature um, for Drive My Car. Uh, and he was played off three times. Didn't even give him time to really thank anybody or say a speech or whatever. And Again, I get that, um, you know, you're trying to keep this brief and and failing miserably because uh, yeah. still ended up going 45 minutes over. But I mean, Great job, Oscars. Yeah, this guy was up for best director. His feature was nominated as as best picture. And here he wins an award. And I he I, I don't know. It just it kind of it, it blows my mind that they they didn't even really give him an appropriate amount of time to speak. Uh, I don't know if English is a language that he knew beforehand, but he he at least um, was willing to speak his acceptance speech in English. And, uh, you know, to go through all that trouble and just kind of disrespect him like that. I mean, that's just sad. I I don't know. Disrespectful and sad. Yeah, for for me with stuff like this, it's like, you know, I don't want to take away from Troy Kotzer or Ariana DeBose, but like. They've been doing speeches for their whole entire, you know, awards run. Like, you know, I understand this is the culmination, but for for Hamaguchi, it's like this might be the only time he is ever on the Oscar stage. Not saying that for for those two, it's it's any different, mm-hmm. but it's like they've had their moments to say things that you know are meaningful to them and had you know, and and as you mentioned, Greg, it's like it might not be his first language, like English might not be his first language, so he's obviously thinking and trying to get it through, and it's like to be disrespectful when like international feature lineup is like almost on par with best picture lineup for me. I mean, obviously I'm, I'm biased with drive my car and worst person in the world and flee. And even I've heard good things about hand of God, like being really a great film. It's just like to not like, because I don't know if it's an international thing or because like, Hey, we got to like, there's only a certain amount of time for certain things. It's just like, it was disappointing. It's frustrating every time. I know you have to have a limit, but at the same time, it's like with a movie like Drive My Car that's nominated for Best Picture as well, like maybe give the guy a little bit more time. Yeah. I Yeah, I hate when they play they play it off, like play someone off like that. And and you know what? We're going to go back a, like a second, like a couple, like to what we were just talking about with Will Smith. Will Smith's speech did not end. That thing mm-hmm. went on for way, way longer than allowed. And and you know why they were doing it. it was more for like shock value of saying like, well, what's he going to say like that? Like his speech is going to be the one of the night because he literally right. just 
has the moment. So, and I, and I don't like, like I, and I agree how, like, what is he ever going to be up for an award again? And you just like, it's very, I think it's like a lot of people who like, who get to that point. Like that's a, that's someone's dream. That's an actor's dream or a director's dream or, or, and, or a producer's dream to stand up there and have to give a speech. And I, I, and you know, there's so many, and I've said this like a couple other times, there's so many things that you can cut to make the show shorter and give them more time to talk. It's just very disrespectful to play them off. Or just embrace the length. Like, what's the point? Like, we, we always go on right, four hours right. anyway. It's like, right. what are we doing? Yeah. yeah. And it's just like a lot of people, like, like no one's going to say, like, in two years, no one's going to remember, hey, oh, man, that, that Amy Schumer seat filler skit was great. No, they're going to remember stuff that, like, Troy Kotzer's speech, they're going to say, like, or yeah. Ariana DeBose's speech, or, God, like, Will Smith's speech. They're going to remember what they, they said. Yeah. And it just takes away a lot of, and it just, if you want to make more time, give it to the people who are performing and who, who earned to stand up there, not yeah. just random moments yeah i mean you know for all we know this could be the culmination of his career up to this point and to not give him and again you know i'm not saying he needs 15 minutes to to give a speech or whatever but to not even give yeah. him the time of day to just properly do some quick thanks it's like that's yeah. it's 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 disheartening it's difficult too because i know they were up i think drive my car for four awards and mm-hmm. it's like there could have been a scenario where he won for screenplay uh director international feature and best picture and he probably would have been up there for all four of them so yeah. i get the moment where it's like maybe you know he, he some of it would have been a surprise i think about um you know uh if drive my car had done this it would have been similar to parasite where it's like kind of not coming out of nowhere but like being a shock surprise victory mm-hmm. um but it's like one of those things where it's like, you know, just let the man like talk and get off when he wants. So, you know, I know at some point you have to start playing it, but it felt like he made a, a statement at some point and they just were like, dun, 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 dun. and it's like, they didn't slow play into it or like give him the hint yeah. that it's coming. Um, it was just kind of like, dun, 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 we're going on. And that was annoying. Yeah. Um, okay. Moving on. Uh, Anthony Hopkins. Yeah, this, this wasn't so much um, a shocking moment, just, kind of awkward uh him coming out and muttering yeah. oh and you know will will smith said uh great words from will smith or you know something like that it just now let's have peace yeah and, and like i get it you know he's he's gonna be up there because he won uh the award last year so it's tradition that he presents but uh i don't know i don't know if that was ad lib or they told him to say something along those lines i don't know but it just it was weird yeah no, agreed. Uh, I, I think it was just a tribute to the moment and being out there after that, in my opinion. But yeah, yeah, yeah. he was in a Transformers movie. I don't want to hear anything he has to say. Oh, jeez, <laughs> and not a good one either. Not yet. <laughs> he was in the fifth one or fourth, whatever. Uh, all right, and then the last, uh, the last thing I wanted to touch on, which for me is a positive note, um, is the uh, Lady Gaga and Liza Minnelli uh, presentation. Now. It is one could question, hey, look, why are we trotting out Liza Minnelli? She's clearly not in uh, great condition. And um, I don't know that she would be best to, to be a presenter right now. Um, but the flip side of that is it was very touching to see the care that uh, Lady Gaga um, put in and, uh, you know, just kind of helping carry Liza through. Um 
I, I, you know, I don't think it was intentional, but the mics picked up some, some talk between the two of them. And, yeah. you know, you heard Lady Gaga say, I got you, you know that. Right. And, you know, Liza was like, yeah, I, I know. So it was just, it was really touching and, you know, whether it was an intentional moment or not, but uh, Lady Gaga seems to be a pretty genuine person. Um, you know, she, and she also seems to respect, uh, elders in the entertainment industry um mm. you know she's worked with tony bennett in the past and uh a few others so i don't know I, you know even given all of the crap that happened um it was nice to see this moment uh or at least uh you know get some sense of genuine goodness out of it uh hands any thoughts on lady gaga and liza minnelli yeah, when you, when you see stuff about the Oscars like the past like couple days and all like the that you see of obviously you see the Will Smith Chris Rock stuff, but mm-hmm. I'd say like the thing I see second most is probably about Liza Minnelli and, and Lady Gaga, hmm. and um and and I just I had I I feel like at least memorable events and you know and I think it was good like I and and I'll be honest like I saw when, like when Liza Minnelli came out and and I felt like I'm like oh my god like this is this is not like they they're like, she's, she's not well. Right. And, and I'm like, this, this could end up being like really bad and like being like kind and, and I'm, and Lady Gaga was there to like kind of reel her back in, which was great. And I thought like the moment was actually like, like you said, it was a very touching moment between them. Um, And Lady Gaga, like I'm glad you mentioned like the Tony Bennett stuff is like, she has a huge respect for people like older people in the entertainment industry. And she made Liza, I, I, you know, you don't know what's going on in anyone else's mind of like, did Liza really know what was going on? Like, did she like, like she almost started her speech over Mm -hmm. at one point. And that was before, like she said it, like she was like, hi, everybody. Like she said that like towards the end of it. And I feel like she didn't really know what was going, but right with, um, with Lady Gaga saying like, I got you like, yeah. it, it, And you hear Liza Melly go like, I know, like she, they they obviously like uh, Lady Gaga wasn't gonna have her like fail and at least make it to where like she was going to like it was gonna get out of control like she kind of like kept her feeling calm and and didn't want to put her in a bad situation so I thought it was a, a great night to end on other than like Coda winning mm-hmm. and I, I think it took a lot of focus off of what had happened and you know with the whole mics like I'm I'm glad that they picked that up and it's. I don't think it like would have been intentional. I think it was just, you know, they're have mics going out on them. So it right. could have just been, you know, easily picked up. Um, so, yeah, I, I thought it was a great night to end on to, to you know, with everything else going on. So there. Yeah, I just thought it was it was really awkward, um, as you guys kind of alluded to in a winter a little bit. Um, I mean, Lady Gaga, like just have her do more hosting or introduce more awards because um, she obviously has, you know, a talent for it, but I just, it, it felt like um, just a little strange to me to, to bring out Liza and, you know, it, it, it was a little sad where it's like, is she okay? You, and you're kind of wondering that, like, as Chris mentioned, where it's like something going to happen, like this doesn't seem, you know, well put together. And it's just like, for me, it's just like, why put those two in that situation when it's like, you can kind of just, you know, have Kevin Costner do it and just kind of, you know, oh God, I'm not, I'm not still be going yeah, on. We, we got to circle I, back to that after this. Yeah. But, but like, I'm just saying like, there, there's certain, there's a certain period where like, it's, I don't want to say it's harmful, but it's almost like, 
oh, is, is she going to be okay? Like, you know, or what's going on with her? And she doesn't look that, you know, great. And I hope, she, I hope she's doing okay. Um, for me, where it just becomes a point where it's like, just make a different choice, in my mm-hmm. opinion, um, to, you know, alleviate, uh, you know, that. Um, I don't know, it was just a little sad, in, in my opinion, on, mm-hmm. uh, on a sad night. So, yeah. Uh, Hans, you wanted to talk about Kevin Costner? <laughs> I I do not Keep like going Kevin on Costner. About him. I I think I, and I don't watch Yellowstone, and it's not because I think he's like a bad actor. Like he actually like I love Field of Dreams and that other uh, baseball movie that he did for Love of the Game. Bull, oh, um, yeah. A bull door. The dude does big, baseball. Big movies. postman guy. The big or... baseball movie. Yeah, that, that's world. my favorite movie. Yeah, it's two of my favorite. Dances with Wolves. Swing vote. Uh, you, you can't going? talk bad about Dances with Wolves. The body Robin Hood. That and Robin Hood dances with wolves. Uh, you mean you mean Avatar? Oh, jeez. <laughs> uh, no, I just I, I think he's like he's that dude's way Jonathan past his Ken. prime. Dude, stop. Um, <laughs> stop naming the, the swing vote. Uh, well, well, what, what do you want to keep going? Well, let's talk about his speech. So it was awful. Yeah, it was. A, he started saying, like, I went to see an adult movie when I was like a boy. And you, I don't know if you heard, there were laughs all over the place, and that's in that in that building. Yes. Because they probably thought like this dude's walking into a porn theater. Like, what is delivery he delivery was about? a little rough. The so single awful. thought in everybody's mind is, where is this going? Yeah, I even t- I I was like when he said I like walked into an adult theater. I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. Like, excuse me. And then it kind of like reeled back in. I'm like, oh, first of all, that was a terrible opening. Mm-hmm. And then it just went on. It was like ten, that was the longest introduction to an award. Like I got I, like, what was it? Best director. Right. I forgot. I, I think like yeah. halfway through, I'm like, where the hell is he going with this? Like, he's just going on and on and on. And yeah. I don't watch Yellowstone. I'm sure he's great in it. I don't really care. Um, but it's just like, dude, like this dude, like he is just he's a snooze fest. <laughs> he really is. I If look- I was in bed, I would have fell asleep. I don't know uh, what his true intentions were. Obviously, I'm not him, but the vibe that he was giving off on the red carpet uh, was, and even a little bit on the podium as a presenter was kind of a, I'm too cool for school. And like, I don't know, like it just, it doesn't seem like he, like he's still putting out content, but I don't know that he's in touch with like modern Hollywood uh, like, bro, you stopped making mo- baseball movies 20 years ago. Relax. Right. It's just, yeah, I, I don't know. He seems a little self-important. Uh, so I don't know. Harry, any thoughts? Yeah, it's almost like uh, that one person you work with who, like, takes the job really seriously. And you're just like, come on, man. Like, we all else? like we all know it's a it's a it's a job here. And it's like, mm-hmm. no, I'm going to give the best introduction ever. Um so that's how I felt about it. It fell out of place, as you as you mentioned. Again, this is to me where it's like, where are we going with this? Are we we're we trying to tell a story about like how important directors are, how important a motion picture can be? Um, because the rest of your produced show doesn't seem to be that way. Because um, we're making fun of people, yada yada. Instead, so. it just became story time with Pop Pop. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, oh my god. Pop like, Picasso. is he a pervert? Like, is he a pervert? Um, like, where is he going with this? TBD. Uh, all right. Well, that's enough about uh, Oscar moments. Uh, I think we've talked our fill here, uh, certainly much longer than what we wanted to go. <laughs> so as just a little bonus, uh, we are going to finish this episode off with um, 
our favorite best picture winners. Uh, so mm. these are exclusively uh, films that have won best picture at the Oscars. Uh, Hans, why don't you uh, you kick it off and, you know, kind of walk us through. Sure. So I got a couple honorable mentions. Uh, Rain Man from the 80s. Uh, love. Absolutely. I still watch that Big movie Rain Man like, from time to time. I love Rain Man. <laughs> Um, it's like one of the only movies that actually like I still cry in every time I watch it. There's two parts of that movie that make me cry. And I, I, I like I just absolutely love that movie. I just watched this for the first time this year. Not really. Fan. Yeah. What? Not a fan. Oh, man. Yeah. We got to get it. We got to talk offline. <laughs> I, uh, oh, my God. I'm hurt. <laughs> I have not seen it, but I'm a huge uh, young uh, cruise guy. Yes. So I think uh, it would probably land for me. But um, every time we talk about this movie, I'm always sad because I know how much Hanratty loves it and I haven't seen it. So, again, I'm sorry, oh, it's, I, I think it, it's actually like uh, I, I'm not a big Dustin Hoffman fan and I and he's amazing in this. And I, th- I think I, it's streaming on Netflix here. Yeah, it is. So check it out. Maybe that'll um, be the next of my categories. I've, I've cried. I, every time I watch it, there's two scenes in this movie that I cry. One in the middle, one at the end. Hmm. Um, one movie I talk about. Ad nauseum on this is uh, Forrest Gump, which is an honorable mention. Um, Zemeckis. Mm. Yeah, I love Forrest Gump. Um, and then Gladiator, uh, which is uh, probably my favorite Ridley Scott movie. And, you know, Russell Crowe um, and jo- Joaquin Phoenix. <laughs> and he whispers through the whole movie. Um, no, I, I, do you just want me to go one by one or just go through the, go through the three? You know what? Go just through the three. Go through what? Yeah, go through what you have. Run through it? Cool. Yeah. All right. Um, so the third one, number three, I have uh, No Country for Old Men, which um, should not have won that year because it should have went to There Will Be Blood. But exactly. um, this is an absolutely amazing movie. Um, it kind of brought Josh Brolin back from the dead after uh, Goon- back. after Goonies death. Um, I haven't heard of Josh Brolin for like 20 years. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, uh, you know, that won a, that won a ton of awards, especially for uh Javier Bardem, who's still haunts me in my dreams. That I don't uh, know if was that his introduction to U.S. audiences because I don't remember hearing his name before this. If it wasn't, it was like he might have had a smaller role somewhere. Uh, mm-hmm. But this was like his first like lead big like big name. Gotcha. Um, this was but, the one that put him on the map, I think. Yeah, yeah. Which he still haunts me. Like uh, that character <laughs> is terrifying. Um, number two, I have Braveheart. Uh, which I actually just watched last week again um, after maybe about like five years. Nice. Um, as mu- as crazy as Mel Gibson is, mm. this movie is absolutely like almost perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, this is a long mo- a movie that's con- it's long that I don't even let it bother. Talk about um, a snooze fest. Oh, get out of here. Three um, hours. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah. Um, the supporting cast is great. It's a lot of people I didn't even realize were in this movie. After I watch it, like Brian Cox is in it for a little mm-hmm. bit. Yeah. Um, trying to think a couple other people I mean, that's it's not coming to my mind right now. But um, yeah, I I, just, I love I love 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 this movie. And uh, number one that I'm sure it's on other lists, Return of the King, which is the third Lord of the Rings movie. Um, this Beautiful. is probably out of like if we ever if we ever get into trilogies, like I could we can, I can do an, an episode alone on Lord of the Rings. Um, this was i saw this movie the extended cut theater cut maybe five times in theaters so i dedicated 20 hours to just watching this movie in a theater <laughs> um i'd i'd absolutely love lord of the rings I, I i think outside like the only other franchise i can like my love of star wars would be lord of the rings mm-hmm. but um you know i return to the king is like probably like i it 
the other two should have won awards too, but I'm glad that this this got recognition at the the awards. It just went like I think it cleaned everything up that year. So yeah, yeah, good stuff. You yeah. got some good stuff on your list, man. Thank you. Yeah, beautiful Harry. list. Yeah. Um. So my list. Yeah. I mean, you mentioned uh Braveheart being three hours. The Power of the Dog only two hours and uh, ten minutes. So uh, not as long as you think, Hans. So um, <laughs> you're saying that's just I, my I'm comment just on Braveheart. <laughs> Um, so my honorable mentions, uh, we're going to start with, uh, a, a pre-Star Wars movie per usual 1960s, the apartment. Um, <laughs> uh, I just Star- love that. Starring Mildred Guilfoyle. Yeah. What? So starring Jack Lemon, <laughs> Shirley MacLaine and Fred, uh, McMurray. Uh, it's a Billy Wilder directed film and, uh, he is a writer on it. I'm pretty sure I've talked about this film before. Yeah. I loved um, him in Willy Wilder. Wonka. Listen, you need to. See, I need to start guiding your choices. For, Dude, how, I didn't even realize Jack Lennon was in movies before Grumpy Old Man. You guys are the worst. Listen, see the apartment. It's a. It's a. It's a good holiday movie um, that I've put on a list before, so definitely worth seeing. Um, another honorable mention of mine: uh, Silence of the Lambs. Um, this is the last film to win the Big Five screenplay, Best Actor and Actress, uh, Director, and Best Picture. Um, absolutely haunting movie, uh, similar to kind of how Chris was talking about No Country for Old Men, another villain character that that sticks with you. Uh, and this one gets inside your head and just doesn't let go. Um, one of those movies to me that like they don't make them like they used to anymore, I feel like with Silence of the Lambs. Um, but I know it's on uh, somebody's list coming up, so I'll, I'll let him talk a little bit more about it. Um, now, my number three movie, um, I only two honorable mentions uh to keep it top five ish kind of mm-hmm. um my number three favorite uh best picture movie uh slumdog millionaire um i talked about this in a previous episode um it's just an all like when we talk about feel-good movies like this is also another one that i just go to that really hits for me even though you can kind of see where it's going and it, in the trailer it tells you where it's going in the beginning of the movie it tells you where it's going and the way it gets there just mm, chef's kiss um, and number two is a movie that I saw recently, um, and it's The Godfather. Um, now, I was shocked I this made your list. Yeah, yeah you so, just saw it like, like right before this episode. I know. So it, it's funny going through the best picture list. It, it's funny where you get to movies where it's like, ah, shoot, I haven't seen that one. I would love to see it. Or wait, that one didn't win best picture. There was a couple of movies that I had to go through that won a couple awards. Um, the movie uh, Network comes to mind. Like I've really wanted to watch Network for the longest time, and I was getting ready to sit down to watch it. And then I looked and I was like, didn't win the best picture. Um, so I had to scrap that and, you know, was doing some diving and all the, like I've seen, I, I was trying to count back too. I've seen, I think the last 14 or 15 best picture winners, like for sure. Like if you, if you go back in time and it was pretty crazy to me, it might even be 17 now that I'm thinking about it. But anyway, it's, it's funny to just be like, didn't love that movie. That one didn't stick with me. Oh, Argo. And eh, it wasn't that great. We don't really talk about Argo anymore. It's fine. Um, a movie like Moonlight probably would have made my honorable mentions list, but I just, you know, didn't put it on there for whatever reason. Yeah, great flick, um, by the way. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Check out Moon, uh, Moonlight. Um, so, yeah, The Godfather. It's just this is like um, uh, when we talk about that anniversary celebration at the Oscars, this to me just is just what filmmaking is all about. It's a it's a big picture movie. It's it's one of those that you look back and it's like, how did they how did they do this? Like some of the sets they shoot on, you're like, this isn't like backlot. This isn't like, you know, and I mean, I know some of it is, but like, it's just a, it's a wonderfully done movie. I've thought about it so much since I've seen it. I'm so excited to see the second one. Hopefully this week, Tim, I'm looking at you. 
Um, and uh, hopefully I can knock uh, The Godfather 2 out because that one also won Best Picture. Mm-hmm. And my number one, similar to Hands, uh, Lord of the Rings, Return of the King, a movie I return to pretty much every holiday season. Uh, you know, people have uh, certain times of the year when they watch certain movies. And for me and my wife, uh, around the holidays, we throw on the, the trilogy um of the lord of the rings and um man what a what a feat this movie is i think it's the last movie to basically sweep major awards i think it was nominated for 11 and it won 11 um i think it tied for like the most wins ever if i'm not mistaken um just an absolute beautiful movie it's hard to put this one and say watch it without watching the first two if you somehow haven't seen the lord of the rings but carve out you know 12 24 hours of your life and sit down and watch those three masterpieces so um those are mine lord of the rings return of the king godfather and slumdog millionaire nice all right well i guess that just leaves me left uh let's dive into my honorable mentions i'll start off with the First and only movie that I ever snuck into, which was Gladiator. Uh, nice. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I bought Arrest a t- this man. Wait, <laughs> I, were you were you not old enough or was it just like sold out? I think I was like a year too too young uh, mm. to be really? to get into it. Yeah, uh, oh. I bought a ticket for Love and Basketball and then I went <laughs> into Gladiator. So uh, Love and Basketball. Yeah, yeah, sorry, Love and Basketball, but uh, good. But yeah, I uh, and I've never looked back because I absolutely Fuck. love Gladiator, and uh, it is a tremendous movie. Um, this I want the op- I want the opening weekend grosses just to see if maybe one ticket Love and Basketball beat out Gladiator <laughs> by like like seven bucks. It's all Got me. It. Um, yeah, so uh, Gladiator, uh, absolutely love it. Um, you know, I, probably the the best uh last great movie that or i guess like the last great and i i use the word great specifically uh movie that ridley scott did i think you know he's Mm. he's done some stuff that i've enjoyed since then but this was tops uh for me for him different level yeah um then we have uh same as harry with the godfather um just Man, talk about a movie that absolutely immerses you in that world and and you yeah. feel like you're you're on the inside uh watching these mafiosos and uh you know going to war with each other. It's really just a tremendous piece of filmmaking and um yeah, if you haven't seen The Godfather, go out of your way and check it out. It it rightfully earns its place in history as, you know, just um uh, a, a celebrated movie. Uh and then Similar to Hands, uh, my last honorable mention, Braveheart. Uh, absolutely love this movie, too. I will say uh, it has been a while since I've watched it, but um, just a, a tremendous piece of filmmaking. And I can't imagine, I, I don't know for sure if this was um, Mel Gibson's first directorial effort, but if it was, even if it wasn't, I mean, it's still a tremendous thing that he he undertook a project of this scope and was able to deliver it at such a high level that he did. Yeah. Uh, just a, a really great period piece. And uh, one quick note too, while we're, uh, while I'm talking about this is uh, if anybody was wondering, cause we didn't really touch on it on whether or not Will Smith will be kind of banned or blacklisted or whatever from Hollywood. If Mel Gibson can make a comeback, anybody can make a comeback. So yeah. I don't think there will be any serious repercussions for Will. He'll stupid. Mel, He'll Mel Gibson's had like 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 nine lives. He's like a cat. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm just, just keeps, saying, I mean, you yeah. know, he's he's done some 
stuff. Um, Some things. <laughs> on to my actual fave three out of the honorable mentions and into the fave three. Uh, I will say, like Harry, I have the Silence of the Lambs on here. Just a tremendous thr- thriller. Uh, and really uh, a, a genre defining one. I mean, it uh, inspired many movies after that and um, created such an indelible character in cinema history with uh, Hannibal Lecter. Uh, you know, I, I yeah. realized he had existed in the book and even in Manhunter before this, but uh, Anthony Hopkins portrayal is just so, so clean, man. I mean, it's good. Uh, great. Not good. Great. Um Check out Silence of the Lambs. Uh, Rocky is my next pick. Absolutely love Rocky. In my eyes, best sports movie ever. And uh, certainly one of my favorites. Don't even with that. I don't want to hear. You probably have some trash take like Mighty Ducks or whatever. Get out of here. Hands. He's making faces. Uh, Rocky 2 is better than Rocky 1. Okay. That's another. That must be why it won best picture. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Crash Uh, crash one next picture. What's your point? Yeah. Uh, Well, my point is Rocky is a tremendous movie still stands up and it's not just a sports movie, but there's genuine legit heart in there. Uh, Also has one of my favorite pieces of um, a score ever. Uh, which is the track Philadelphia Morning. If you can listen to that and not feel something, you are heartless. So check that track out on uh, on YouTube, um, Philadelphia Morning. And last but not least, the trifecta hit all three of us. Lord of the Rings, Return of the King, ding, baby. Ding, ding, Yes. Um, who, would, who would have thought the one thing that we all agree on is like, Will Smith and uh, Return of the King are the two <laughs> things that we've all agreed on. And here we are. Um, <laughs> yeah, Re- Return of the King just... Utterly fantastic. Uh, this, despite being a movie of such length, uh, I also, uh, this is the record holder for me for most times seen in a theater, which is five. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's just absolutely tremendous. People love to complain about the quote unquote multiple endings. Not me. Love it. Love all of it. Give it to me. Give me me more endings. Yeah, exactly. Um, this, I, I also remember it was special for me because. After I saw the two towers, I read all three books uh, for the first time. So I kind of had an idea of what to expect with um, Return of the King. And I was just so pleased with the way that they executed it. Talking about ending on a high note, you know, Harry went over uh, the love it got at the Oscars, which was great. Um, Just a, a fantastic movie. And yeah, I mean, probably not best uh, to watch it solo you definitely want to carve out like harris said uh, some some time to watch the trilogy so it really gets the full impact but uh man what a movie i love movies guys yeah <laughs> me too uh all right well thank you for joining us for our jam-packed oscar slam guys, uh what did we what did we say before this started <laughs> hold on what, we, what we, did we you did say, say. Yeah, yeah. what did you say <laughs> what did i not say oh wait oh no i ended up did saying yeah did you I? did yeah. say it because then you're it? like, I probably jinxed it. Uh, yep. <laughs> uh, Here we are. Yes. So thank you guys so much for joining us, for tuning in. We appreciate you. We love you guys. And uh, we're so thankful you get to listen to us talk movies because that's what we love. Uh, Harry, anything for the peeps? Yeah. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, check out Coda. Check out um, Drive My Car, Worst mm. Person in the World, even though it didn't get any love. Uh, Flea as a unique feature. Dune. 
um, you know, uh, all these great movies, you know, if anything can come out of the award season at the end here with the Oscars, it's at least uh, something for everybody, you know, to check out. And, you know, I guarantee if you watch any of our suggested choices, you're probably going to leave at least somewhat satisfied. Mm -hmm. For sure. Hands, anything for the peeps? Oh man, uh, just uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to what the movies are gonna, what, what next year is gonna bring with movies. You think Batman's mm. gonna clean up next year? No, Unlikely. I don't even think it'll be mentioned in any conversation with it. Maybe oh, visual yeah. effects if it holds Cinematography, up. Cinematography, baby. It's also really like it's like way too early <laughs> in award season. It came out oh, in, like, at the bad time. No, Chris is like, let's get Sundance together in the Batman. Let's talk, <laughs> folks. <laughs> I hope Jared Leto is getting his Morbius speech ready for the fan vote or whatever the hell oh, is going to happen. <laughs> I'm disgusted. Uh, I'm, I'm disgusted in our future. Through the subway. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys. And yeah, uh, you know what? I second what Harris said. Check out some of these movies. Look, if you're not normally into uh, some of the best picture nominees that um, that we talked about, uh, I mean, the vast majority of them I can speak for, and I I enjoyed almost all of them. So. Check out any of them, man. Expand your palette. Go go dive free Star Wars if you have to. I know we like to bust Harry's chops, but hey, I'm here for it, man. It's there's it some is classics good. out there. There's some yes, good ones out there. Yes, there is. And there's it's all available on streaming, folks. Uh, so it's all out there if you want it. Never uh, been a better time to be able to watch pretty much anything. Yeah, to be a movie fan. Thank you guys again for tuning in. As always, make sure you live spicy. I said.